0: What's up, everything? That's right, it's a bonus episode, so I'm, that's right, you're hearing correctly, Ian Peters. I'm doing the introduction. Where did Chris Kreider end up? Are the Buffalo Sabres buyers or sellers? Why did it take a first-round pick to get Barclay Goudreau? We'll try to answer all those questions ahead. Then we'll do whatever the hell else we want, because this is a bonus episode, and Caw is the law! It's a bunch to cover, so let's get started, and let's go Blues!
1: Welcome back, everyone. It is Monday, February 24th. Ian's already talking about fat pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are here to record a bonus episode that, quite frankly, will also serve as our real episode for the week because yours truly has to go to Jacksonville. That's right, the armpit of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> is man. a work treat, but it's a gorgeous city. It's the, Lovely. the uh, largest or oldest One or the other, contiguous, maybe both, maybe both. Something real fancy about that city going on. And let me tell you, I heard it from every Uber driver the last time I was there. They've called me back to the mothership, so I'm returning to
0: work. Wait, it's the largest most what?
1: I I think it is the largest city by, like, land area in the United States. And I wouldn't have believed that, but then I got to my, uh, then I took the ride from my uh, work conference mm. last time, which was in Jacksonville, to the airport, which was also in Jacksonville, and that drive was an hour. <laughs> oh, holy cow! So, uh... so
0: Jacksonville essentially is is like from downtown St. Louis to I don't know St. Charles. Yeah. Basically. Okay. But it, except that Further. it's all St. Charles. Oh basically. no, that's so. Jacksonville. <laughs> We're all St. Charles down here. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, it's a cool city. I'm actually excited to go and uh, see my... Work compadres who hopefully never listen listen to this
0: podcast or our time will be very short and I will be fired. Not my way back. You're gonna walk into a meeting room <laughs> with our episodes playing loudly and they'll all just and, be staring. It'll at be like you. a scene
1: from Batman where there's like a thousand TVs and they're all playing different episodes, but then there's the one like in the middle is like a pastiche of just this episode and it's mm-hmm. talking to me. Yep, that's how it's gonna go. So you guys have got a preview of my week. Now Now let's give you a preview of of the wrap-up of this bonus episode. I didn't have anything. Ian, you're a little under the weather tonight, but you're fighting Mm, through. I'm
0: doing it. You're a soldier for the people. You
1: did the intro. uh, You didn't make any trades today. Neither did the Blues, uh, but a lot of teams did. It was a, I would say, a B. Just a B. I was going to say, I was thinking minus, plus, but I would say just a B. What
0: a generous teacher you are.
1: A fair amount of deals. Mm-hmm. Nothing wildly off the board.
0: Yeah, nothing crazy.
1: The I would say it would get bumped up to at least a B plus if the rumored Parisi deal had gone mm-hmm. down, but of course it didn't because no fun. Uh, The big trade ship, of course, signed a stupid extension, so that had to happen too, but Uh uh, the GMs did an okay job to compensate overall. We'll talk about our winners and losers once we go through all these, or do you want to do it now?
0: No, we'll talk winners, losers at the end. I okay. think.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, obviously, we'll go we'll, through these. We'll hint some of that. Yeah, we'll go through these very objectively, through, yeah. of course, as we always <laughs> we do. We feel similar sorts of ways about all of these teams. So, uh, for those of you that haven't been with us for a bonus episode before this, uh, bonus episodes in general, I guess, typically have less to do with the Blues directly. Mm. and more to do with just the league as a whole. And this one is the trade deadline wrap-up where we just go down team by team and talk about every deadline or deadline-ish move, so... You know, if it's a trade that happened three days ago or even a month ago that was clearly a like, hey, let's do this before the deadline sort of thing. We'll talk about it. If it involved two AHL players, we will butcher their names and move on. (laughs) I don't know nothing about that. uh, (laughs) Speaking of two AHL players, let's start with the Anaheim Ducks, who are an entire AHL (laughs) team. Uh, the uh Ducks traded Derek Grant to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a 2024th round pick and for those who want to keep track at home this is the first name I'll butcher an AHL forward named Kyle Criscuolo yeah, he's 27 good. years old well maybe or maybe oh, yeah, it's completely wrong you've ruined his it whole family good. lineage yeah that's right uh this was uh, you want to do You want to say every trade or talk about them individually? I said talk about them
0: individually, okay.
1: Uh, unless you strongly are, I not. have zero opinion. As you see, we've prepared thoroughly. <laughs> well, we did
0: prepare a <laughs> hey, lot, hey, there are not notes. For some
1: of the viscera, so the viscera, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so
0: I wasn't prepared
1: for that word. Nope, nope, nobody was. Uh, Derek Grant has. 14 goals and six assists, but ooh lord is he gritty. He uh is a rental, he'll be in a UFA after this year. Chris Guolo is a 27-year-old AHL forward. That's probably just a hey, we've have reached our contract limit. Would you kindly take one back for us? And uh the 2024th round pick is the real compensation here. It's a saw young guy having a career year. I know very little about Derek Grant's.
0: Mm-hmm. I've heard about I, him today. Honest
1: to God, I know I've like I know I've heard his voice before, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you how or when. Like he's probably scored on the Blues, you know. Chances are, mm-hmm. maybe he's scored in that game that hasn't happened yet. Here's hoping. I don't think. I think that was like Henrik or somebody. But um, yeah, I mean, they just the the uh, Flyers fortify their bottom six with Derek Grant at the cost of a fourth round pick. Not a trade I'd make because you're not going anywhere, Philadelphia, even if you make the playoffs. But, hey, if you want to extend Derek Grant, or you just want to say that you did something at the deadline to put on a good face for your franchise team fans, that's the word I was looking for. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Ducks also traded Nick, Nick Ritchie, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, To the Buffalo, Buffalo, Boston Bruins for... Danton Heinen and Nick Ritchie isn't good (laughs) um he hits and he's got some points I forgot to check exactly how many but one of the Sportsnet guys maybe Brian Burke I think Ian's on the case for us uh it was upset about him and just kind of said he gets a little better reputation than he actually performs because he uh dogs it on the ice and then somebody said well doesn't he dog it because he's on the anaheim ducks and somebody else said Whoa. no the ducks try and he still doesn't and that was the whole discussion and that's what you get for the money that you pay for this podcast is note for note reproductions <laughs> of sportsnet trade center discussions actually trade center is tsn oh, another thing that you only know by listening to this podcast and would not have any other way of knowing
0: Nineteen points in forty-one games. Oh boy, they added a whole <coughs> thirty-nine points, and it only cost them.
1: Or no, that's that's going to two different teams. Never mind. I'll, I was confused because, as we'll discuss later, the Flyers also added another meaningless mm-hmm. bottom six. But
0: points. that's interesting because Danton Heinen, who goes the other way, I mean, two years ago played seventy-seven games, had forty-seven points. Last year, seventy-seven games, uh, thirty-four points. So a step down this year. What appears to be another step down, actually, 58 games played thus far and 22 points. I don't know if he's just fallen out of the good graces of Boston Bruins' uh, front office people and the fact that, I, obviously, he's just not playing that well. I thought he was supposed to be better than that, so little did I know, yeah. Danton Heinen might be on the downswing. He's
1: got $2.8 left on his deal this year and next, so he'll be an RFA after that. Uh, maybe, you know, Boston, like, I don't know why I keep doing that, Boston, like other Top contending teams are are constantly somewhat cash strapped, mm-hmm. so maybe they figured. I assume Richie is a rental, and they figured, hey, we can get rid of this two point eight million that we don't really care about for next year.
2: Mm-hmm. Get a
1: player we like a little more in Richie, who is not a rental but costs nine hundred thousand less, and uh, you know, kind of decide where we want to go for there. I don't really care, but I think I'd rather have Heinen. If you were just going to offer one to the Blues. So, I don't know. <laughs> Take that as the deep analysis that it clearly is. Yeah, so Boston fucked up. Yep, that's the that's the long and short of it. Uh, the Ducks also traded Devin Short to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Sonny Milano. Next. They traded <laughs> Matt Irwin to uh, the Nashville Predators for Corbinian Holzer. Next. Sonny Milano, though, is one of those players from, like, NHL. I don't know. Pick a number. 14. 14 had very high potential at the time. And I just remember for being, Oh, he's going to be a great player, but he didn't become Mm -hmm. a great player. So sad. The, uh, (laughs) speaking of those kinds of players, the ducks also acquired Christian juice for, uh, Daniel Sprong, who certainly fits that yeah. mold, but even Daniel Sprong even fit that mold in the real NHL, uh, but never quite. Yeah, what's becoming of Daniel? <laughs> like, where was he? He was with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh for a while. Then he came out here in the not the Peron deal. I don't know somebody somebody mm-hmm. they sent last year to Pittsburgh, and then. Uh, yeah, now he's going to Washington, where I assume he'll be an AHL guy, probably.
2: Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Hershey Bears. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's better. There are worse AHL teams. That's true. For. Lots of chocolate, teddy bear tosses. If you want to read about the history of the teddy bear toss, I've got a great article on the Hockey Writers. <laughs>
0: Boy, do <laughs> I have an article for you. <laughs>
1: Let me tell you, we, you know, we haven't done the Cena horn for a while, but it does mm. seem appropriate. So... A deserved Cena horn for that one. Who's making his long-awaited SmackDown debut return on Friday? You know, Mm -hmm. you know, after advertising, Experian.com. We were just talking about John Cena. Do people know who John Cena is? Tell us on Twitter.
0: I feel like the people of the internet. The people of the internet certainly certainly
1: know. But if you're like watching Matlock reruns. (laughs) Do you know? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Uh, I love Matlock, I you, love John Cena. I'll tell you this. A lot more people know John Cena than know Angus Redmond or Joel Person. Uh, Joel Person <laughs> um, with two S's, so he's a Swedish yeah, nobody.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's what you do when you're trying to make up a person, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, we need to make it so his name's not Joel that's, Person. That's, oh, just add another S. Just add another S. That's
1: somebody who made a character in NHL. Thought he'd be real clever by not naming it after himself, but then ran out of choices (laughs) and said, what have we just add An S. Uh, And the Oilers... I hope it's Pearson or something, please. Also get a conditional 2022 seventh round pick if Pearson or Person plays 25... NHL games during the 2020-2021 season for the Anaheim Ducks. I
0: bet you he will not. He'll
1: play 24 because he's person non-grata. So anyway, uh, I I butchered it. And then as we did, we discussed briefly on our last episode, but Andre Kaysa going to the Bruins in exchange for David Quackus uh shout out to uh oh crap who was that was that justin w on twitter somebody on twitter sorry if i'm forgetting who you are you can excoriate um, me uh on the social media david quack uh, i just accidentally opened facetime Closed that in a panic so you don't have to look at yourself the worst Woo. part about owning a mac uh axel anderson and a first round pick for next year also going back to the ducks thoughts on that trade
0: I mean, Kesa, Kesa, Case, whatever his name is. queso yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good depth it. a good bottom six guy, middle six guy. And they get rid of David Bax's contract, which is... Three-fourths of David oh, Bax's yeah. contract. Whatever, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, 4.5 million? Mm-hmm. There you go, free some space up. I don't know how much Kasha's making. Is he making like that much? It's literally no. just a salary Do train? something, I think. Okay, but from a Blues perspective... Uh, let's
1: see, he should be right here. Oh, is he still on the IR? Anyway, keep going. Oh,
0: say, from a Blues perspective, David Backus on the Ducks. David Backus on the Bruins made me sad, David angry. Quakus. Sorry, David Quackus <laughs> on the Ducks makes me sad, sad. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, just retire. <laughs>
1: What'll be even sadder is David Quackus on the San Diego Goals. Oh, uh, Andre Keisha is making two point six million dollars <laughs> this year. And next, he had 20 goals two years ago, lots of injuries last year, seven goals, 16 assists, and 49 games this year. Uh, and I'd already written $2.6 in the notes. So way to go, me. Uh, but, yeah, I don't. We're not on the Bruins yet, so no. we'll talk about them in a minute. But I think the Ducks did well here. Axel Anderson is an okay pick, an okay prospect who we'll talk about in a minute. But they took... You know They're in a position where they can eat salary, and if listen, if you are doing a rebuild, the number one thing you should do as a GM is figure out who has terrible contracts that you can afford to eat, because you're not going to be good for two or three years, mm-hmm. and get them to give you picks, because they will
0: always do it. Which is, what's odd, though, about their <coughs> trade deadline, excuse me, is that they have the first round pick from the Kasha trade. Mm-hmm. But they got no other picks anywhere else. Yeah, as far as they got the conditional. Yeah, or that's uh, the Oilers got the conditional. Yeah, I mean
1: they got the fourth, but they so didn't get any it's, meaningful ones. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I think it was good acquisition of players, uh-huh. but I was surprised they didn't get more picks. Yeah, I mean they no, didn't. You're move... you're
1: You're definitely right on that. They
0: didn't move um, any like top six guys in order to even get those picks, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But they, I also, if I was the Ducks, I wouldn't want to give up on. Uh, some of their players that are yeah. underperforming this year silverberg uh whom i think Raquel. of Raquel, yeah mm-hmm. those guys like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna trade those guys cuz you need as they say all the time you need somebody like somebody has to score somebody has to be putting the butts and seats there and it needs to be those guys so i get why they might not have gotten picks back cuz the guys they did offer up weren't of like the same caliber mm-hmm. but i'm i guess i was thinking they would try and go for A few more picks.
1: Yeah, the Ducks are in a weird place where it seems like the sum of their parts should be better Mm. than what their team is, especially in a crappy division. Like, they've got... I mean, you can split hairs about who's the best (coughs) goalie in the NHL, but they've got at least a top 10 goalie. Mm -hmm. I would say pretty hard to dispute top 5. They've got... You know, Getzla not what he used to be. But he's sort of productive. Mm-hmm. Raquel should be very good. Who did you just mention? Silverberg should, be yeah. should be fine. should um, be fine. Then they've got all those young guys, Max Jones, Sam Steele, Max mm. Comtois. Those guys that should be ready to contribute. And then their defense, which I think is the big problem looks on paper like it should be stacked
2: mm-hmm. and just
1: isn't delivering anymore. And I just don't get I, – I do have some sympathy for Bob Murray, usually more than I have for teams, um, and we'll talk about some in a minute, where it's like, yeah, you need to rebuild, just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of sympathy <laughs> for those teams because I know – that you can say, well, it's hard to rebuild when you've got to tell your fans that you're not competing, but they know you're not competing. Yeah, we, They're more watching willing every to day. acknowledge than you. So. Uh, yeah, the Ducks are in a little bit of a possession. I think the cash, cash tw- trade is fairly smart, but yeah, they probably could have done more. I think you're right. Ready to move on to a team that did nothing? Mm-hmm. This is a team I'm <laughs> going to skewer. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, big move of the day, and here's uh, t- name oh, butchery boy. number two, Marcus Hanakainen.
0: Uh, yeah, you know what? I think you're right.
1: Finish, hundred percent finish, mm. right? Can you verify that? You I, mean, wh- to, I mean, I mean, I'll do go it. Ahead but and do it. Uh, Hannah kind of must play in ten games for the Coyotes in order for the Jackets to receive the conditional seventh round pick. Otherwise, the Jackets gave him up for nothing. Um, <sighs> shame on John Chaika.
0: Shame <laughs> on him for shame. They paid
1: Nick Nate Schnarr <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, they should have stopped right there. <laughs>
1: Nick Merkley, Kevin Ball, a conditional first, and a conditional third to get Taylor Hall all those months ago on December 16th. They paid all that for Taylor Hall. Is he finished? He's yeah, yes, he is. He is. Uh, it, I shouldn't have made you check. I'm sorry. That was, I, There's a lot of typing. That was, that I got that his was, name all wrong with my hands. That was work for our uh, sexually ambiguous intern Devin, whose <laughs> gender we will not reveal. You guess. Uh, anyway, uh, they they had a one point lead on the second wild card mm-hmm. spot. They're holding off teams like Winnipeg and other teams and all the rest. Uh, the Wild, I guess, in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a playoff team. Their goaltending is out of this world, as we saw firsthand last week mm-hmm. but we also saw firsthand last week that their offense ain't good enough even with taylor hall so i, I you don't need to go blue jackets mm-hmm. but namesnikov moved for a fourth kovalchuk moved for a third I was like
0: i don't know how you're not in on tyler toffoli tyler
1: toffoli tyler ennis mm-hmm. all these names we're gonna talk about how do you not do anything and I know you think you have a shot at re-signing Taylor Hall, but you don't. I was like, no, he's and gone. And even if you do, how wouldn't you like to show him that you're not like all the crappy teams he's been on before by trying to do something at the deadline <laughs> and make an honest run at the playoffs? I just, I don't, you know, and I say this tentatively knowing that this could be a first-round matchup for us and, and kind of a nightmare mm-hmm. one for me as far as I look at, you know, potential bottom three you know people in the conference
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh that make it to the playoffs but yeah i don't know do you feel like they did enough like they should have done more
0: no i mean they definitely should have done more especially given the fact that you saw like you said all these different forwards moving for what felt like reasonable prices to foley jumps out at me just because he was one of the early ones and it seemed like that was something they could have i forget what the vancouver got for or like offer for to but i think that uh, it was a fair amount but yeah. it wasn't I feel like Arizona oh, could have matched right. that. I know, like obviously, Kovalchuk probably ain't going there because they, yeah, uh,
1: Kovalchuk we'll talk about, seemed to have kind of his pick. Is that a winning. list?
0: Yeah, but everything other than that, though, yeah, you said Tyler Ennis. I mean, you can get Connor Sheary, you can get anybody that has like a little more oomph to them because they just can't score a goal. I mean, we saw them the other night; the Blues beat them one nothing. Was it them? Yeah, they beat mm-hmm. them one nothing. And the only reason they were even in that game was because their goalie stole the show in Ranta. So like. I don't know what you're doing. I you can't believe you have an honest. You're gonna have an honest shot at this thing without adding anybody. You would think Taylor Hall would be enough, but obviously it wasn't. Who do you think is their point leader? Mm, they had some really shitty ones <laughs> earlier. Um, they haven't gotten much better. The uh, Chesterfield boy, Chesterfield native, is number two. Is number two. Number
1: one is former Central Division adversary Nick Schmaltz. Oh. They have combined. Oh no. For 82 points. They have combined for a point total that... And granted, they've got... uh, Crap, 17 games left. Mm -hmm. But they've combined for a point total that, what? A dozen NHL players will pass this year? Mm -hmm. Maybe more?
0: So what? They will both hit like
1: 50 points, maybe? Maybe, yeah.
0: Probably about.
1: I don't feel like doing the math. Nick Schmaltz, by the way, has 42 points. Eight of them goals eight uh <laughs> oh,
0: shit garland
1: connor garland has 22 goals he leads the team there uh dvorak is at 18 soderberg is at 15 but yeah it's just phil kessel's been oh not unsurprisingly good. very very bad Thirteen uh, enough hot goals dogs down there it's just you he's like the anti-jerry from um parks and rack where it's like jerry gergich you shine a spotlight on him and he starts screwing everything up phil kessel as soon as you take the spotlight off him no motivation <laughs> uh gone. i don't mean to you know i don't know phil kessel i hear he's a fun guy to be around but i don't know who thought the marriage in uh arizona was gonna work was i still don't Ta- think that gave the rick tocket a... marriage yeah. it was like ooh, yeah. the
0: phil whisperer uh, Oh, he needs to whisper a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe start speaking on a
1: normal tone to Phil. needs the extra volume. Getting older, he's 32. Uh, I still don't think that was ears. an awful... Awful risk to take for them. But yeah, 13 goals, 22 assists in 65 games, 35 points, and a minus 21 on a team where the next lowest guy is minus 9. Now, I, as I will talk about shortly, plus minus is a garbage statistic that you should put no weight in, unless it's on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Unless you're on a very defensively responsible team and you're 12 points lower than anyone else on the team, then you should put some stock in it. So in any case, Coyotes should have done more to me. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: But hey, there are some teams we'll talk about that did too much. So, uh, you know, as you got to find the balance on that spectrum. This is a fun year because I feel like there are a lot of teams worth debating, you know, like instead of like, oh, this team made, you know, the boys sort of situation. They made one very obvious move. It fit a very obvious need. It didn't cost that much. There's not much to say. This year, it's like, I don't know about that. And speaking of, i don't know about that the boston <laughs> bruins gave up danton heinem for nick ritchie and david backus uh, excuse me david quackis and Axel <laughs> anderson as long, well as the first round pick for andre acacia i gotta be honest with you i don't like either of
0: these moves for boston mm, yeah like i said you get rid of the david backus three quarters of his contract but that's not really enough and mm-hmm. it's like one extra year after this two years yeah i can't remember And you have some depth forwards, but depth forwards that, like, I guess, Keisha is fine. Nick Ritchie sucks. Uh. (laughs) So, like, I don't quite understand that. I think they are shying away from what they used to do. They used to go out and get big names. They went out and they got Rick Nash, and that didn't work the one year. Didn't they get a Genlo one year, too? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just trying... Was he
1: the first... Was he, Was he? Were they his first destination outside of Calgary, or was I... that one of the subsequent...
0: Oh, I can't remember if it was them or if it was the Penguins. Uh-huh. Either way. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I guess I just don't really understand it, other than the fact that obviously they made the cup finals last year, uh-huh. and they didn't have these two guys, and they did it, so add a little bit of depth, and there you go, subtract Danton Heinen, who I guess isn't going to do it for you this year, apparently, and you're just that little bit stronger, so good for you, because you don't really need the help. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I get it, but I also feel like you could have done something to put you over the top they were in the mix for Chris Kreider I mean before obviously he resigned and everything I wonder if that was just a case where Chris Kreider is like I'm staying in New York anyways or if like Boston didn't offer enough or no one really offered enough for New York to want to move them but that felt like a move they would want to make even Kovalchuk for a while it sounded like Kovalchuk was possibly going to Boston was just on his list or it was a team that seemed you know like one he would want to go to and with you know big cup aspirations and the, mm-hmm. the possibility to Win it.
1: Uh, yeah, in fact, I, as just, a matter yeah, of fact, I feel were, like they
0: could have done something more.
1: They were talking to Kovalchuk in the media scrum and somebody mentioned Boston being the other choice and they and he said something like, I don't think your list is right which almost <laughs> makes me think like if Boston oh, Almost makes me think he was saying if Boston had been on there I might have gone. But in any mm-hmm. case, uh, whatever the case is, this the the Richie trade I guess is really reminiscent of the Charlie Coyle trade last year where they gave up a young roster player. Mm-hmm. That's controlled for another young roster player that's controlled, and that they obviously thought they could put their Boston grease on and improve <laughs> it. And Coyle did, I mean, Coil's,
0: yeah, a lot better. Coil did terrific with mm-hmm.
1: them, Had uh, has 34 points this year, which is tied with last year and is on track to beat the year before. Um, and then he had a really good playoff with 16 points in 24 games. He's a hometown kid. So maybe that's what they're kind of thinking like, hey, two younger guys, they obviously are an older team overall, so they need to build a core for the future. But that core is like David Pasternak and maybe uh, that defense, that prospect whose name I'm forgetting, and some of the other younger guys, a coil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. I don't think, going to be Nick Ritchie and Andre Acacia. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. I just, I don't, neither of these trades do a lot for me. Uh It it seems like, uh, it seems like a high price to play for marginal improvements mm-hmm. uh just some quotes on axel anderson since he's the big prospect moving here and we love talking about prospects um <clears throat> cory pronman says anderson got a regular shift in the uh not even gonna try <laughs> some <laughs> some league all fins con with occasional very good moments versus men. Men! Mm. Despite his low point totals, he showed more in his game offensively than I saw (laughs) last season. Uh, With the odd occasion of high-end speed or skills, I wouldn't describe Anderson as a dynamic player, though. More of a well-rounded one. He can skate pucks pucks up. He can make some nice offensive plays with his hands and vision, and he's competent competent defensively. Uh, Scott Wheeler, a little higher on him, says, because Jordan Spence runs Moncton's first power play unit, Anderson's ability to put up big numbers in his first QMJHL season have been limited. Uh, Oh my God, if he's not putting up numbers in the queue, Mm. Ian, there's really no point. Uh, The (laughs) strength of his game is his passing. Anderson sees the ice quite well, has enough patience to wait for Seams to open and handles the puck well. I'll be keeping a close eye on his progression this season because he'll get to play in some high-pressure situations on a Wildcat team that has what it takes to win the Memorial Cup. Go... Moncton, former home of Ivan Barbashev and people, other people, some other people. Mm. Uh, But yeah, I I don't know. Buffalo just seems like a team that maybe should have done what the Blues did and not trade futures. To add to awesome. a team, uh, sorry, why am I doing that? Because
0: <laughs> your your subconscious is telling you not to forget Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> like we have <laughs> I'm in just the past, redacting
1: or unredacting them. Uh, yes, Boston seems like a team that should have done more along the lines of what we did. Plug major holes if there are any, mm. but uh, don't trade a lot of futures for not big pieces yeah. and they did meet us in the
0: finals you i mean fox. listen
1: it's a <laughs> it's a you know it's a probably a bottom 10 at, at worst first round pick so it's mm-hmm. not the end of the world but they already don't have a good draft uh you know prospect pool because they have had a lot of bottom you know 10 first round picks so not great. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> We're actually on them now, so I'm going to say Boston a lot, I guess.
2: So, what,
0: what, what happened here, Ian? Uh, the Buffalo Sabres of the <laughs> did the buffalo sabers the, they are consistent
1: i want i just want to say in case they're listening we have dear dear friends in buffalo
0: and we're sorry um,
1: <laughs> anthony is a great friend of the podcast we've even befriended uh radio fam- famous radio caller dwayne on twitter in mm-hmm. the last few weeks hi dwayne if you're listening uh we hope to have him on sometime but um <sighs>
0: I th- i Jason, think they'd be just as confused
1: they i'm sure they are i'm mm-hmm. sure they are so the without question the weirdest move mm. of deadline day came probably about like right before lunch like right around like in the 11 yeah. 15 or 11 30 when the savers traded a fifth round pick for wayne simmons
2: mm-hmm. the
1: savers who i believe are eight points out of a playoff spot now with At best, like 20 games left to go. I didn't check how many games, but yeah, we're about there. Um,
0: Can you imagine being Wayne Simmons around the New Jersey Devils, who are awful, and then you get traded to Buffalo and you're like, but wait, Ian. You're like, put me back, I think. Maybe put me back. But
1: wait. (laughs) Interim general manager Tom Fitzgerald on the Wayne Simmons trade says the decision was on Wayne himself. No. And wanting to get. To the playoffs, giving himself a chance to showcase himself in the playoffs. Ian, do you know what that means? Do you know what that
0: means? He believes in Buffalo? No, 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 no. no.
1: It means no contender higher on the food chain Mm -hmm. than Buffalo wanted Wayne Simmons, as Leah pointed out on Mm -hmm. Twitter, but he
0: went to Buffalo. (laughs) So... He wants to get to the playoffs to showcase himself to get himself a longer contract. Did he not get to the playoffs with Nashville last year and do fucking nothing? Yeah, that is. And showcase himself in no fashion. And thus he ended up on the New Jersey Devils.
1: He's old dusted. He's old dusted. And
0: this is David Backus a different David Backus trying too hard. He's trying too hard.
1: While my heart goes out to him because Yeah. I'm not that far from 32. I don't know what I'd feel like if they were like, you know, I write for a living. If they were like, you know what? You don't write good enough, no more. <laughs> Maybe I don't, judging by that sentence. But, Maybe
0: you go write for the Buffalo Gazette.
1: Like, and, and I realize when your earning potential is in the millions mm. and you realize at 32 that you thought you'd be earning, let's say, 2 million-ish a year until you were 37 on average. And then you're at 32 and you're thinking... Oh crap! The well seems to be drying up. I get that, but dude, have some self-respect. I do wish. Don't base
0: ta- your financial planning upon I how do, your body holds I up. I
1: do wish more NHL players have had the had the self-respect that some NFL players say have, and just do the Luke Kikui where it's like, I'm at the top of my game, but screw it, this is too dangerous. Yeah, I, I made my out. money. I made a lot of money. Wayne Simmons, you know, whatever money he's not going to make between now and 37, he's made more than I'll ever make between, you know, 18 and 32. Mm -hmm. So it's just... (laughs) uh, so. But here's the thing. As weird as it is, as inexplicable as it is, that's a no-risk move for the Sabres. Yeah. It's a fifth-round pick. It only becomes a fourth-round pick if they make the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs, that's the dream scenario, right? So... No, no big, you know, no, stupid,
0: not... but yeah. no big. <laughs> I going to say, yeah, it's, not, it's a very low risk for both parties, yeah. but also it's the most Buffalo move where it's like, what? Yes. Was this really helping you?
1: The Buffalo also, the Botterill Express went through uh, the Scandella negotiations in early January. They flipped Marco Scandella to the uh, Canadians, as you know, who later flipped him for a second round pick. They flipped him for a fourth round pick and then promptly spent that fourth round pick on Michael Frolik because they had to have Michael mm-hmm. Frolik. Ian, could you look up Michael Frolik and find out what he's done on the Sabres while I keep vamping here? So that was a bad <laughs> look, obviously, for uh, And But then, on the other hand, uh, this Connor Sheary and Evan Rodriguez for Dominic Cahoon trade, I actually kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiri is a player that is an unrestricted free agent after the year, and let's face it, unrestricted free agent's probably not going to stay in Buffalo right now. Evan Rodriguez, I know Anthony loves him, uh, but uh, was not fitting into the system under Ralph Kruger and specifically requested a trade, so he's not re- he's not extending as an RFA this summer. So you're trading two p- pieces you're probably not going to keep for a young Pretty good cost-controlled forward. I mm. mean, Dominic Cahoon's not going to blow the doors off anybody, but he's a fine piece. He's a you know probably a, a better Ivan Barbashev or like a you know a, a better
0: Ivan Barbashev. Or like Hold a Zach, up.
1: Well, maybe not. Or like you know a Zach pretty Somewhere in that range. Maybe it's like, last
0: year's last year's Ivan yeah, Barbashev. That's, <laughs> that's right. At best. Uh, F-
1: but yeah, you know, he's somewhere in that range where he's never going to be your top mm-hmm. six center or whatever but he's a good piece that you'd be happy to hold on to for a long time so i i kind of like that trade the wayne simmons one is low risk did you find the fro leak answer three points in
0: 17 oh, games
1: any of them goals <laughs>
0: one is a goal one is a uh,
1: goal one is the low Hey, lowest and it was shorthanded. Entry- oh, oh those uh, count for two uh, I think he might have led the league in shorthanded goals. He once. scored
0: a shorty against us. Oh, and he scored two. Trick. No,
1: he scored two that game, didn't Wasn't he? he? Get a
0: hattie. Maybe that? he got a hattie against us,
1: but I am pretty sure he also so had two no. shorthanded goals against. us. Was
0: that us. last year? Yeah. What a crazy year. Oh boy, what a, what a twist! It's going to be really hard <laughs> to paint that year together after, uh, after many yeah. years of elapsed.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, so Buffalo being weird as always, um, but why not? You know. You're, why bu- not? you're a Buffalo. Why not? We're going to get to why not in a minute. Calgary, uh, don't need to linger here very long. Derek Forbort. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's just a funny name. You need to trade Forbort, Forbort, two, though. Then that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it happen, Doug. A 2021 <laughs> conditional fourth round pick. Uh, This website we got all these from that is very careful about writing conditions didn't even care about writing (laughs) conditions. Whatever. Uh, Eric Gustafson went to the Chicago Blackhawks. The condition there is that the Blackhawks will get the earlier of the two Calgary Flames third round picks. And Brandon Davidson went to the Sharks for future round future considerations sorry Eric a, just Gustafson came to Calgary mm-hmm. from the Chicago
0: Blackhawks I think I said that wrong is this just shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic God, Calgary this is kind of like uh this is like Arizona mm-hmm. you need help yeah did you give up that's fine that's fine that's okay you can give up but like I want to know Robin, people want to know <laughs>
1: Robin Lanier went for a second round pick today and I listen we're, we'll get there right mm. that's fine that's the thing we're going to discuss it doesn't make any sense where he did go mm. but all the places he didn't go that <laughs> like David Rittich has been terrible this month he's been terrible since the all-star game which he won but that's it mm. <laughs> Uh this, this is a team Elliot Friedman who is as political and precise with his words as any human being on earth. I mean, credit to him. Mm -hmm. He should run for president in the United States because he's the only person who is always in control.
0: (laughs) And a pretty big optimist too. And a
1: good positive person in Mm -hmm. general. Was asked point blank by Jeff Merrick on their Thirty One Thoughts trade deadline episode, which is way better than us. But it's before the trade deadline, yeah, so they cares? don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> way but to go! Trying to do, but they don't. Way to go, uh, Nostradamus! <laughs> way to go, Merrick! Uh, we've, inc- we've been we've been in- improved from the stradamus on the last mm. episode. <laughs> Folks are going to have to check that one out for themselves. Why don't we name
0: the Why don't we name the episode that? Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't think them. about it. Oh, no. That's everyone's oh, fault. We
1: screwed up. Uh, uh, Way but, to go, Devin. Uh, <laughs> Devin will not go to heaven, as they say inside the fire. But in any case, uh, yeah, Merrick asked Friedman point blank, "Is this the Devil's last or the Flames' last run as with this group?" And Freed was just like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very much." And Gaudreau, there was all that drama about him removing the Flames from his uh profile he also left practice today and that was a big chaos and then it, he came back and said he just needed to pee so that was fine
0: you can't leave the you ice know, on shouldn't. trade he, deadline he day pee trolling. your pants <laughs> just was, pee your pants he was
1: trolling yeah, right? yeah,
0: he, knew yeah. It was he knew it, it. He, he knew it. it he came back and he was like i didn't think
1: it was gonna be that big a deal that's but. the
0: kind of cutesy bullshit you will get traded <laughs> for okay so quit your shit unless you want to pack your shit and get the uh, fuck right. out of calgary that's right
1: uh eric mike commodore uh Gustafson is a very good offensive defenseman and a very poor defensive defenseman Mm -hmm. which I don't think is what Calgary needed (laughs) I don't get any of this Uh, I don't think they like overpaid for Gustafson especially mm -hmm. but who cares
0: there's some fine lines that have been drawn I think in terms of like who's a real cup contender and who's gonna just you know make the playoffs
1: yeah Oh, wow. And we'll have to, when we do our winners and losers, we'll have to look and pick an actual eight that are going to stay in. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Let's call that audible on the fly. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, let me read these trades, and then you can tell us what you thought, Uh, because I feel like I've been rambling a lot. Vincent Trochak, one of my favorite players in the league, because he's very good at fantasy hockey, but I'm not sure he's good at real (laughs) hockey. He goes to the Carolina Hurricanes for Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, E.T to Luce Durinan and Chase Prisky. <laughs>
0: <That's>, <laughs> Is Prisky, Prisky going to get the hell out of yeah. here?
1: <laughs> uh, Brady Shea goes to Carolina in exchange for a first-round pick. Uh, the Hurricanes will have the choice of deciding whether it's their pick or the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs pick. I like how the last trade it was phrased so that... Um, It wasn't, you know, so that it was the higher pick. Mm -hmm. But they didn't phrase it in this one so that it's the lower pick. Like, Carolina could be looking at the 24th and 28th pick and think, you know what, we'll give you guys the 24th. We've had a good run. Uh, But in any case, uh, they also got Sammy Votnin as the deadline came and passed. Uh, The conditional fourth-round pick coming to them is conditioned on how many games Votnin plays. If he hits a certain amount, then it becomes a third-round pick. They also get Frederick Clayson. And they also give up Frederick Kloyson and Johnny Kukinen, uh to the New Jersey Devils. And then earlier this week, they did a meaningless Julian Gauthier for Joey Keen trade. But those three players, they get Trocek, Shea, and Votnin. What does that tell you about the Carolina Hurricanes, Ian?
0: Their, uh, their back end is injured. They, they, fell, they fell on their yep. back end and they injured it. Um, Dougie Hamilton's out for an extended period of time. I don't know what the deal is with Brett Pesci. I'm not sure what he hurt or how long he'll be out, but out long enough that they said we need to get two defensemen. They got Brady Shea. They got Sammy and Brady Shea seems like a high price or it seems like a high price for Brady Shea for a first round pick. But again, as I think you told me, he's cost controlled for know, long, like down, three. Like oh, really? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. So I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense. I think is over. Except. Except All numbers. he's not good is that he's bad though <laughs> yeah. so i don't know what's who's the uh who's the defenseman that toronto traded to ottawa and they just uh, got rid of him? oh i'm just
1: not the the other
0: one mm-hmm. uh zaitsev zaitsev this feels like a zaitsev move where it's like oh shit we committed <laughs> this <laughs> a little bit of money to this guy for way too long get rid of him uh-huh. brady shea i think probably playing on their bottom pairing sammy vatanen probably playing their top four i'm guessing he is a righty where brady shay is a lefty i think yeah um those are fine moves i get why they did them the vincent Trocheck move is what caught my eye i think a lot of people's eye in fact this was the one that felt the weirdest to me in terms of like that the florida panthers moved him at all but vincent Trocheck hurt his ankle last year and i think sometimes towards the latter end of the year he came back he didn't look that great. He didn't look that great this season so far with the Florida Panthers. Uh, he'd had like two 50-point season, a 70-point season last year. I think he only had like 40 or so. This year, I think he's on pace for probably 40, maybe, maybe 50. So he's like bouncing back. He should be good. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders as far as like hockey IQ goes, being like a good passer, everything like that. But I think people are worried about his speed, mm-hmm. and they don't think that he did enough to rehab his ankle. In the time that he was given so we'll see if that pays off Vincent Trocek on the Carolina Hurricanes I think is a good move for Carolina at worst he's a banged up Vincent Trocheck, who I think is still a very good player mm-hmm. at best he bounces back and they just got themselves a 60 70 point player for the price of Eric Holla and Lucas Walmart and I'm assuming these other two guys are probably like prospects or mm-hmm. AHL guys uh, Walmart, I remember being a pretty good player for them. Eric Hall turning into pretty much a journeyman here at this point, but again, a good bottom six guy. I think that's good for Florida, but, uh, we're talking Carolina. So I, I like the Vincent Trocek trade for them. I think that's an added little piece that I didn't think they needed, but now that they have, i like, oh, you know what? You've, you've bolstered a already really good four group, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know who the Carolina Hurricanes remind me of? is just another NHL, current NHL team. It's not that exciting in comparison, <laughs> but they remind me a lot of the Vegas Golden Knights, especially like last two years ago into this year for Vegas and then last year into this year for Carolina. It's like Vegas was good enough to go to the Cup in their first year. Mm. And yeah, some of that was magic, right? They probably yeah. weren't that good a team. But then they just kept tinkering so that the team that they expansion draft with drafted with two years ago is like all but unrecognizable now Mm -hmm. and they had to go get max (coughs) patch and paul stastny and some of those people so they let guys like david perron walk and they had to trade guys for cap reasons and and they keep moving and it's just like (sighs) fine like they're not ruining their team Mm -hmm. but these guys What a weird time to go all in when Brett Pesci's seriously hurt, Mm -hmm. when Dougie Hamilton's seriously hurt, when both of your goalies are hurt significantly. I know they, uh, I think they believe uh, Alex Nedeljovic, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, it's a ridiculous name, but I know they think he's, you know, a potential goalie of the future type, but you don't want to... And not every AHL goalie is just going to be Jordan Bennington and just be fine with, like, suddenly I'm an NHL starter
0: now, you know? Like, um, It's weird for them to load up, especially in a season two, like you said, with all those injuries, but also during a season when everyone else minus Columbus Blue Jackets mm -hmm. in their division loaded up and better. Mm -hmm. Like, Washington loaded up. Pittsburgh loaded up. uh, Rangers obviously offloaded. Islanders loaded up. Like, all these guys are loading up on players and they were already what i think are probably a better team than you are mm-hmm. and you i don't know yeah it feels like your team was good enough as is you didn't have to make these moves especially some of the defenseman moves like brady Shea's there for too long now I don't quite understand it from that perspective. I don't yeah, think you're they, matching up well against your own division. They
1: are, Shea and, Br- and Jake Gardner combined $9.3 for the next three years after mm. this one. And Jake Gardner, who I think is pretty good, has been awful bad there. Mm. And Brady Shea, I don't think, is pretty good. <laughs> so what's he going to do there? It just seems like you guys had a really, really good team. And I think, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but it seems like in both the Vegas case and the uh, Carol, I know in the Carolina case, they've got kind of the, the you know, o- overseer owners that are mm-hmm. like, hey, what are you doing with my baby? Do more stuff, you know, poke it with a That's stick. That's what it and, definitely
0: feels like. And I think. They got to always be contenders, so they always got to be moving pieces yeah. around.
1: And it's like, fine, but like why, <coughs> you've got a good team, you know? It's not probably going to win the cup this year. It had a really great run last year. Mm. Sit on it a year. Uh, I think Trochek's a great add, and I think Vatten and they didn't overpay for a rental. Mm. But Shea to me is like, wow, why? Mm. Uh, But I guess we'll uh, move on for now. The Blackhawks uh, sold, but did they get good value? They did not. They <laughs> traded Robin Lanier at the very last moment for Malcolm Subban, uh, Slava Demon. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. And a second round pick. Uh, they traded TJ Brennan for or Nathan Noel to get TJ Brennan, and they traded Gustafson to Calgary for that third round pick. Maybe Gustafson is about the right price. You get the higher of the two third
0: round picks. Go you. Mm-hmm. This feels like Anaheim again to me, only less moves, where it's like you just didn't you didn't do the, that much. <laughs>
1: the Lanier deal it was less watching, I think, Trade Center, TSN at that point. And um, at the very last, you know, after the deadline, or like, you know, in the final five minutes sort of thing, one of the guys was like, I'm disappointed in the, in the Blackhawks. I think if you have both Crawford and Lanier as we're pending on restrictive free agents and you don't trade either of them, That's a real, you know, failure on your part. And it almost feels like uh, Bowman heard that and thought, oh, crap, and, like, made this deal, you know, at the last
0: second. (laughs) A failure. I haven't been a failure up until this very point.
1: uh, To me, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm too high on Robin Lane here because teams certainly seem to pass him out around like an XFL football. Uh, By the way, I went to the XFL game this week. We need to make room to talk about that briefly later on just because it was awesome. But um, I would rather not have an additional second-round pick and have the most honest chance at re-signing him. Mm. I don't think he's coming back as a free agent now. You no. know, and and I don't know, you're, you're not, you are not going to re-sign Corey Crawford and call yourselves contenders. If you want to re-sign Corey Crawford and just do the, hey, remember us? We won three Cups. Let's celebrate these players before they go off to death. <laughs>
0: Melissa um, well, Stamboman, though. He loves keeping those yeah, old bucks around. Yeah, so that's
1: what he's doing, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a big mistake. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just a weird, a lot of weird stuff for the for the Blackhawks, but not as weird, I don't think, as the Colorado Avalanche, who added uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov at the cost of a fourth-round pick, and that's it. They traded Callie Rosen back to the Toronto Maple Leafs to get backup goaltender or Michael Hutchinson, who you couldn't have paid to stay in Toronto mm-hmm. any longer. Uh Big, big fail by the Colorado Avalanche to me. So,
0: what's their goalie situation right now? Philip Grubauer Grubauer went down in
1: the stadium series game. He is out longer term. Maybe he's back by the playoffs. Pavel Francouz has been very, 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 very good. Mm. But... Is he just a starter now? And if he is, what do you do front when Grubauer gets back? Mm. To me, I know it's stupid. I know it seems like, hey, you've got two good goalies. Great. I don't think there's anything worse you can have entering the playoffs than any hint of a goalie controversy. Oh, yeah. I think it's just Who's like... seen that? I would rather have one mediocre goalie, who I'm sure is my best option, a la Peter Mrazek, than have two pretty good goalies that I'm gonna want to go back and forth between. Um, I yeah, know it could really
0: screw your whole. As, play as for somebody running.
1: called me out on Twitter the other night, well, the Penguins did it with Peter with Matt Murray, but they also did it with Sidney Crosby. And Nathan McKinnon's good, but I'm not sure he's Sidney Crosby yet. So. Um, this is a huge fail to me on the Avalanche part. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they were the biggest losers on Chris Kreider extending and not moving. Um, they didn't give up a stud like Bowen Byram. They didn't panic and give up a first-round pick. I would always la- rather lose on the side of keeping my long-term assets, right? Because mm-hmm. as I told people a thousand times before <laughs> the deadline, just because you keep Jordan Cairo and a first-round pick or whatever now, it doesn't mean you have to use them as Jordan Cairo and a first-round pick in the long term. If, at the draft, someone offers you Leon Dreisaitl for Jordan Cairo and a first-round pick, that's a lot more advertising than Chris Kreider for two months for Jordan mm-hmm. Cairo. It's like, yeah, any
0: sort of round, rental. You know? I don't know. It's very odd for the Avalanche not doing anything, especially because we mentioned, too, that Rotten is out for a while. Yeah, it's, it's just...
1: A lot of teams that had big injuries Mm -hmm. recently didn't do anything or did weird things like Carolina did. And I just don't... Fine. But I I think we know who the power brokers in the hunt for the cup are right now. And I don't think they've changed since last year. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen. All the first overall seeds went out last year in the first round. I get that. Mm -hmm. But... I don't see that any I don't see that the power rankings shifted at all today.
0: Yeah, here comes here comes the way too early take with like 20 games left, but I don't see the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche making a serious bid at the cup this year. They're no. a very 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 good team and we watched them make it to the second round last year and, and play and the Sharks and get the third yeah. Round. And who knows For if sure. they get to
1: the third round they might beat us.
0: But I I, I guess what I'm saying is I saw that happen. And I don't see it happening again. <laughs> I mean really, like I think
1: donskoy has been good for them, Burkowski's been good mm-hmm. for them, but you can't do it if Rantanen's down. Kale McCarr is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I I don't wanna be the guy that says Where's the grip? Where's the size? Where's the physicality? But if last year Hmm. proved anything, it's that that's what seems to win in the playoffs. I I don't want that that to be
0: true. You can lock that down depending on who you're playing against. You play the Blues again at Blues last year. There's no room Listen, to skate.
1: Listen, Nathan McKinnon can skate circles around any player on this team except maybe Jordan Cairo. Mm-hmm. But if he can't walk by game four. Mm-hmm.
0: That's like and, you have your beaten And again, I am
1: not. I don't think the Blues are dirty, but they're going to grind these people because God knows that's all Alex Steen can do against Nathan McKinnon, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and there aren't any rules in it. the playoffs. And that's the that's the reality. And I just don't see, you know, Nemesnikov is fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. And I guess I'd rather you do this than say, you know, don't extend Chris Kreider. We've got to have him. Here's Byram Newhook in a first-round pick, you know. That's the other direction of stupidity. But come on, man. I just don't, I don't know. I feel like they needed to do more. And I kind of think everybody in our division didn't do anything today. And we're the only team that had a right not to do anything (laughs) today, so we'll talk about that as we go on. Don't want to take too long on each of these teams. Uh, Luckily, we don't need to take any time with the Blue Jackets, who gave up Sonny Milano for Devin Shore and Marcus Hanikainen for that seventh round pick that they probably won't get mm-hmm. i guess you couldn't expect a lot for them after this year after all the matt duchene and uh jade was page no page wasn't the one they got single yes the the other the single who's on um, the
0: hurricane this year and has done pretty much nothing yeah
1: and all those other pieces <laughs> uh you couldn't expect them to do much but it is a shame that they couldn't reward a team and a coach who are vastly overperforming mm-hmm. right
0: now it is one of those things too where again and maybe they just know where they're at obviously but they're a division where kind of like the hurricanes everyone loaded up around them and at least the hurricanes did something but columbus didn't really do anything but maybe they're just not in the market mm-hmm. and they're not in the space you're overperforming you go hey we'll just see what happens mm-hmm. we'll see if we make it cool if we don't eh.
1: uh the dallas stars went out and got that big trade chip everybody's looking for <laughs> oh sorry they gave up that big trade ship everybody's looking for giving up a meal juicy ju- juice juice DJ USC for a sixth-round pick that they're getting back the Sabers' sixth-round pick. So, basically, a fifth-round pick. Good work, (laughs) Dallas. They also gave up John Nyberg for Ula Palvi. Uh, This is another one where I'm just like,
0: what are you
1: guys doing? Doing. Dallas
0: arguably needed more help than the Avalanche. They were
1: the, guy, they were the team most linked to Joe Thornton, and it was even suggested that he'd okayed <laughs> mm-hmm. them as a destination, and then <laughs> that just doesn't happen.
0: That's so funny, though, because you're the Dallas Stars and you have to do something. Yeah. You know, we tried. We almost got Joe Thornton. I go, that wasn't it. That yeah. wasn't it.
1: Yeah, but that was something, yeah, though. I, know. I mean, I will give them that. I don't I – just. Oof.
0: this one to me – is bad. At least we didn't have to hear about how Joe Thornton. Oh, you know yeah. he had to win it for Joe Thornton down I'm at Dallas. Hear that about
1: Patrick Marlowe? But at least yeah. we didn't have
0: to hear it about them. Also, why does Dallas this website is... have Dallas's second like their old uh, logo? That's weird. What?
1: Who's Dallas's leading scorer ian
0: Oh, okay. Man, I, your face lit up like a Petro sorry, extension. No, and I was no, no, no. like, "Steven, sorry, it is
1: 10-15. I just love reveling
0: in the suffering of uh, the Their leading scorer. Don't overthink it. It's a is name. Tyler Sagan. Yeah. How but many points, points does he have? I know he has like 15 goals. So, mm, like, does he have... 15 goals, exactly. <sighs> does he have... Let's put it together, Ian. Put it together. <laughs> think about it, Ian. Just think about it. Does he have... Shake him. Shake him.
1: 43 points 47 pretty Ooh. close pretty close how many does jamie Venn have at number two mm, 38
0: 34
1: oh. how do your top two their top two players didn't outscore the ducks <laughs> top two players oh my god what is this team Then Bishop's a god. And they're goaltending. They're goaltending, of course. Holy shit. Joe Pavelski has been terrible. (laughs) 29 points. 29 points. John Klingberg, I don't know what happened to him. Remember when he was like a Norris contender? He's not anymore. I don't get that team. More
0: like Iceberg.
1: The Detroit Red Wings. Should we go ahead and move on? Yeah. Uh, they gave up Andreas Athanasio and Ryan Kuffner for Sam Gagne <laughs> in two second round picks. They gave up Mike Green for Kyle Brodziak in a conditional fourth that becomes a third in 2021 if the Oilers get... So it's a it's a fourth-round pick. <laughs> uh, if the Oilers get to the final four and Green plays 50% of the games, then it becomes a third. So it's a fourth. It's a fourth.
0: Uh, your thoughts on these moves? Yeah, good job, Stevie Y. You, you were Eyes a team perfect. that was like, tear it down, obviously, and you got picks for it. You got two second-round picks for... Andreas Anthony, to see you and this Ryan Kuffner kid. You got Kyle Brodziak. That's grit. That's grit with a capital G. And I you got a, a fourth-round so pick. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm oh, mm-hmm. sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good for the Red Wings. They did what they need to do again you got to hold on to guys like Larkin and some of your other young guys yeah. your manthas because you do have to build around somebody you don't have to tear literally the whole thing down but yeah get rid of some of those those side players I mean I'll take I'll I don't, take Dylan I don't
1: know if they shopped or had even the option to shop shop guys like Phil Gilla, Luke Wendening, Denning who have two years left Jonathan Erickson Trevor Daly
0: uh, well, I don't know yeah. who wanted
1: any of these players yeah there. but I He's guess like you should have tried but you know they should have cha- they should have sold anything that wasn't nailed down.
0: Jimmy Howard, who I believe, unless he won the other night, has two wins. Uh huh. Two wins for Jimmy Howard. Yeah. I mean the team in front of from is awful, but, but still. J- two... But Jonathan Bernier's got to have like yeah, ten. He's got the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> he got all the rest. Two wins. Holy shit! I remember when when uh. Jimmy Howard was in that, and I was, like, shaking in my boots. So I was like, that's a real good goalie. Uh-huh. I get he's older. I understand. But still,
1: whoo, whoo. Got robbed of the Calder Trophy. Um, you say good job, Stevie Y. I say good job, Kenny H.
0: They hooked up those two. Uh, of course, these well, were the trade teams. Yeah,
1: no, no questions there. Booty call. But Ken Holland calls his whole old team, uh, gives a booty call to Stevie Y. Uh... I really like what the Oilers did today. Yeah. I really like they, it. I'm having a hard. They time. They did what we've always
0: thought they needed to <laughs> yeah. do for forever. Uh-huh.
1: I'm having a <laughs> at hard any time point. not just glowing for their sake. Yeah. I don't know. I find myself kind of liking the Oilers because, shit, at least they're not the Maple Leafs. I mean, that they've... should be my that's my team <laughs> motto for every team. Uh, but yeah, they got. Uh, they were on the other side of that Athena Cu deal, obviously. They got Mike Green uh, Friday night early, early, early Monday morning. Sorry. Sunday night early, early, early Monday morning uh, for a fourth round pick and Kyle Brodziak. Tyler Innes they got for a fifth round pick. Angus Redmond, who cares uh, but this is just, uh, to me, you're getting assets mm. that are cheap, that will really help your team. Andreas Athanis to you. Man, if he can't do it with Kyle, Connor McDavid, if he can't be a screw 30, 40 goal scorer every mm. year with Connor McDavid, he just can't do it. But you took a low enough risk gamble to uh, not make that happen. You didn't give up Jesse Puljujarvi, which... I don't know what you're ever going to do with him, but hey, I guess good for you. Uh, more importantly, you kept your first-round pick, and you de- protected all of your uh, great defensive prospects and Broberg, Bouchard, and Samorakov. Uh, I would have loved the Blues to get Andreas Athanasiou, even though there was really no reason for it, and it didn't make any sense. I just like speed and Kairou at and Athenasiya would have been fun to watch together. Uh, but he had 30 goals last year. He has 46 uh, games. He has 10 goals this year. And he leads or trails the league at a minus 45 which Ooh. Jim Matheson is already pissed about. So it's probably a good sign. Stop talking about plus minus people. Especially for people on the Red On the
0: rings. worst team. Don't give me the yeah. Red
1: Wings plus minus son. Don't bring me that weak <laughs> shit. I know Andreas Athenasiya isn't good on defense. I know that uh, Brian Burke. Brian Burke said it way better than Jim Matheson when he said, the problem with Andreas Athanasiou is he makes both teams dangerous. That's a great one. <laughs> that is really good. But, but, I love um, that. And that's true. But, hey, you got to have somebody that can skate with Connor McDavid. <laughs> and uh, if Connor McDavid's on the ice, the other team's not getting the puck much uh, to begin with. Ennis uh, is very, very cheap, has 14 goals this year, and can skate, skate, skate. Mike Green, I think, is old-dusted, but at least he's cheap old-dusted, and and he's a veteran presence and all that. Yeah. Uh, I I have nothing bad to say about what the Oilers did. I like everything they did. I think that's a model trade deadline Mm -hmm. for a team. And also, they're on the cusp, but they're not there. They have to know they're not actually there. It would be a huge boost for them to make the playoffs this year, Mm -hmm. but... They don't go out and make a stupid. They don't do the Brady Shay, or or some trade where they go out and get the overpay for Chris Kreider because mm. it has to be this year. You know, Athanasius is their biggest move, but he's controlled for next year.
0: Yeah, if this is Kenny Holland's way of doing them into Oilers, how he's gonna manage them? Mm. I like it a lot.
1: Now, if he goes and gives Athanasius, you. Uh, A seven yeah. round, seven year, five point eight million dollar contract, like he would have done for older players, which he's not old, but
0: yeah, I um, mean he could still stumble before the finish yeah, line. Yeah, of course,
1: because he's Ken Holland, and that seems to be his expertise. <laughs> but right now, I can't give him anything for but credit. And the other thing is, Athanasius supposedly bit this big controversial player. His old GM just traded for him. You, no one would, if he's a ticking time bomb waiting to destroy your locker room, no one would know better than Ken Holland. That's so. what my
0: green's for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, Edmonton Oilers, I got to tell you. I think I tweet sorry, go ahead. I was like, as much as I would like to see the Battle of Alberta in the playoffs, uh-huh. I got to tell you, I don't think it would be particularly close. No. I think Edmonton just runs over Calgary. Well,
1: except Matthew Kachuk's got that grand. Oh, boy. The How one... much truculence could Matthew Kachuk truck? If Matthew Kurchuk could, could truck truculence. What's his
0: truculence per 60? <laughs> That's
1: so off the, the charts. charts. Oh, the it's bar graph. Not, they haven't invented off. numbers high enough to measure his truculence.
0: I would six. love to see the Edmonton Oilers play the Vegas Golden Knights in the series. I think in that would be the, hot. Yes, lights, yeah. That would be a hot ticket. Man,
1: I'm excited for this year because, listen, I'll still agonize over every booze game, obviously. But, like, last year, like... Uh, truth be told the pressure's off for us mm-hmm. if we get bounced in the first round what am i going to be pissed i mean probably a little but like
0: we, we uh, say that i'm right? telling you right now we're clipping that part yeah, we're clipping I, that yeah. part to play in the first <laughs> playoff loss what are we That's gonna right. be pissed That's Fuck. Right.
1: <laughs> but like but in the grand scheme of things i can't take it so seriously this year because i will suffer cardiac arrest and die it was too much but you know i'm excited to watch some of the other playoff games this year and think about other teams um a team (laughs) that's thinking about only themselves and doing it badly the florida panthers what you what you doing what you doing down there dale what you doing joel how you guys how you guys holding up I don't know why you go ahead and trade Vincent Trocheck right now and don't get more than this.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that. They sold too They sold, they sold too low. way
1: too low on him. Uh, they got Emile Juice. They got Danik Martel for Anthony Greco. And they traded Dennis Malgin, who didn't ask for a trade. But he did. But he didn't. But he but did for no Mason Marchment. Mmm. So we're gonna miss. Anything more nah, to say on them?
0: I mean, they, them, and the Toronto Maple Leafs had in to have a battle of who doesn't want to make the playoffs. <laughs> yes, and
1: they're both trying real hard really, to miss
0: the playoffs. They don't want to be in that spot. Um, so I think I think Florida did its best to try to, to stay out. To their
1: credit. Either one of them is just a sacrificial lamb for Toronto for Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. But Tampa Bay got swept in the first round last year. It ain't happening again. Oh, not I don't know if they're teams getting to either. the final, but it isn't happening again. Uh, I was
0: like, Columbus had some gumption. These other two teams, I not jo- so much. I'd
1: enjoy Tampa versus Toronto because at least this year I get to hear them bitch about getting... St- pig-roasted by another NHL team. <laughs> Other than the. they can't keep saying, but the system is rigged. Oh, yeah. Um, the Los Angeles Kings made some good little sell, sales here. Don't need to linger very long. Derek Forbat, Forbort for a conditional fourth-round pick is great because I've never heard of Derek Forbord.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> done on a made-up player.
1: Howling <laughs> Martinez gets two second-round picks back. That's way too much, so that's a good acquisition. Tyler Toffoli got them Tim Schaller. Tyler Madden, 2020 second-round pick and a 2022 conditional fourth-round pick. And uh, Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford got them Trevor Moore, who's a fine little bottom-six forward. 2020 third-round pick. Uh, that could become a 2021, uh, oh, no, the other, the conditional 2021 third-round pick could become a 2021 second-round pick if Clifford re-signs or the Leafs or Campbell win a certain amount of games. I think uh, that's probably going to convert because Campbell's already played a fair amount for them. I think uh, the Kings did well here. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it's a team that needs to be going for picks. I think they'll have a pretty strong uh, pipeline for prospects. they are just boistering that as much as they can and i i like it you get you got a two second round picks for Alec martinez who is a third pairing defenseman i think that alone is great i
1: can i go on a on a real brief tangent real quick it's i'll make a brief um i do love what the kings got here Mm. they're in sell mode uh they sold and they got i would say good to great return on all the pieces they sold (laughs) uh real quick memes are memes and and their memes and they're for funsies. Yeah, I've got I made a meme today oh of the very very popular Bernie Sanders meme that has him saying, "I am once again asking," and then you replace it for whatever you want. And I had him saying, "I am once again asking for an Alex Petrangelo extension."
0: That's and very. That was very good. Thank
1: you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, listen, it's it's gotten some circulation. Good. Thanks for the retweets. Thanks for the likes. But I've had two different people, and I'm not trying to call anybody up. But I've had two different people make political comments about Bernie Sanders. And I wasn't endorsing Bernie Sanders. It's a meme. So, uh, you know, feel the burn and don't hate on our podcast. No. no
0: or, we our, don't, or, our, uh, we, you know, our pick to be president.
1: We, we don't have a pick, you know, until we do. And we'll make that
0: when they pay us enough. Yeah, we'll <laughs> endorse them after they've become president. We <laughs>
1: all endorse that alien Kang from The Simpsons. He's our real president. Um, the Minnesota Wild talk about teams that can't pick a lane Bill Guerin threatened moves if he didn't see buy-in I guess he saw (laughs) enough buy-in as that Jason Zucker trade is all that there was what do you think about the Wild who were rumored to be shopping Zach Parise to Lou Lamorello and his father's uh, New York Islanders which is the one team he would reportedly move to
0: go to now (laughs) <laughs> that like, was um, i mean it would have been really fun if they would have moved parise but it wasn't to be and that's too bad i think that would have been the crown jewel of this whole trade deadline because mm, i'm gonna, I like would, say I what would give a permanent extension oh boy but they didn't so he's saw he's awful just like Paul Fenton. anyways um the jason zucker trade for the wild i really liked a lot first round pick perfect callan addison uh that was the penguins top prospect in their prospect pool at the time. Uh, he can pour uh, he can quarterback a power play for the wild in the future. Alex Galchenyuk, sad as it is, is pretty much just a throw in at this point. And maybe he'll be better with the Wild. He will not be, unfortunately. So basically Callan Addison and a first round pick for Jason Zucker. I think that was a pretty good job by Bill Guerin there for the Wild. I would have thought they would have tried to done done do a little bit more, but uh, you're still, you still have a team that's kind of okay, and you're not trading Matt Zuccarello, and you're not trading, you're not trading your young guys, you're not trading Greenway or any of those dudes, yeah. but like, it just felt like maybe they something more, like... but they're too old. I mean, if Zach Parise got moved, it was a miracle because he's just so goddamn old. Mm-hmm. So like, Suter's stuck, stuck there, Stalls stuck there. They asked Koivu to wave his his uh, no movement clause or no trade clause. and said fuck off. So he didn't even do Which it. Good for okay, him. Yeah. Good for him.
1: That's why you get him, right? I feel like
0: you I'm your fucking captain. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, that's why you get him. If you don't want to move, don't move. Mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like, but you should want to move because you're currently playing. Oh with yeah, yeah yeah, in yeah,
0: wild yeah, yeah. And you might be traded to a contender. But if you don't
1: want to, fine. Whatever.
0: I welcome Miko Koivu with open arms to yes. the St. Louis Blues oh, he for a 7th round pick. <laughs> oh,
1: Tyler Bozak
0: replacement with Boz the Perfect.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have been fun. They're the same damn player. That would have been fun.
0: <laughs> Miko is on your team now. He's your new Tyler Bozak. The, Enjoy. <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens were
1: just all over the place. Holy shit, Nate Thompson boys. to the Flyers for a 5th round pick. Aaron Lechik for Matthew Pekka, Nick Cousins to the Knights for a fourth round pick, Oya Kovalchuk to the Capitals for a third round pick, uh, some names to Pittsburgh for some names, uh, that we gave, they gave us Marco Scandella for the second round pick, uh, Laurent Dauphin went for Michael McCarran earlier this month, Marco Scandella came to them for a fourth round pick, and then back in January, they traded Mike Riley for a fifth round pick. um, I think Bergevin did really good work in one sense because he flipped Kovey and Scandella for a lot less than he acquired them for. He did really good work apparently keeping Kovey in his good graces. Sounds like a, a reunion there in the summer when Kovalchuk is a free agent is very likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so good work by him if he's still the general manager, which he shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I saw a couple of people point out that the Canadians are in as much denial. I think Andrew Berkshire said no team's ever been in more denial. Uh, I guess because they're not contenders. Mm-hmm. And if they think they're contenders, they aren't. And they certainly didn't say trade uh, Thomas Tatar, who was a rumored piece to be on the move. Uh, I don't think they had any other big rentals. Max Domi, I don't think they're going to trade him. He's a RFAL, Dale Weiss. Maybe they'd trade him, but who wants him? Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Canadians are, but they did a lot, and I think they got good value for what they did do, and I'm not plugged in enough to know or care to say more than that. Do you yeah. have anything to add?
0: No. I mean, the Canadians are in perpetual... like Mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. like 18th place. Yep. I'm just like... Again, just like pick a lane. Just fucking yeah. fail. Well, that or is like Or try to make yourself better.
1: Overall... Teams, my, my kind of big overarching thought in this deadline was, man, what a blessing it is to have Doug Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Because, and do, we we praise this guy a lot, and I think we still underestimate how big a deal, how how good he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Because two, the last two years, he looked at his team, and he was honest, and he said, we're not good enough to compete in the playoffs.
0: Oh, pulling the shoot. And 2018 was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And
1: listen, and, and and he probably thinks to himself, maybe we get there. We're not getting out of the first round. Why bother? And he pulled the shoot, and he traded Shattenkirk, which he was a long time common. That one's less of a gutsy move, but he traded him anyway. And then he traded Sastny, which was a ballsy as hell move. And we don't know if Eric Foley right now is kind of a Zach Sanford. Or not, because he, you know, has that concussion issue that's kept him out for uh, going on two years now, maybe the end of his career. But, you know, that's unfortunate. But either way, to Armstrong's credit, uh, guts. It Mm -hmm. takes guts to say, we're not there. I want to get there. We want to build for the future. And guess what? Robert Thomas, Braden Shin, Zach Sanford, these people are on your team because of those moves. Quim Costin. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly which move came from which pick, but that's the kind of stuff. Ryan O'Reilly, I think, came from Tage Thompson. I think we drafted with the Shattenkirk pick mm-hmm. that we then traded for Ryan O'Reilly. So, like, you don't have a cup if you didn't make those moves. By contrast, this year he said we have to get Marco Scandella or someone to fill that role because Jay bomeister you know, suddenly collapsed and we didn't expect that. That's it. I'm not going to go add to a core that's perfectly capable of winning right now anyway if it's going to cost me Jordan Cairo. And we don't know. Maybe he was perfectly happy to give up Quim Costin in a first for Chris Carter and the Rangers tried to extend him. I don't know. But even if he was, then he didn't go out and make some panic move and say, fine, we'll give up Costin in a first for you know, Thomas Tatar or whoever, you know, it's just that you got to pick your lane. And I think these teams that don't are the ones that end up perpetually in 18th, like the Canadians. Are. Is
0: Mark Bergevin secretly rebuilding this team? Because Steven, how many picks does he have in a, 2020? Oh, a lot. He I'm has sure. 14 does he? picks. <laughs> he has a first rounder, three se- or three second rounders, two third rounders, three fourth rounders, two fifth rounders a sixth and two sevenths and then next series is a first or in 2021 a first a second two thirds two fourths five fifths earth five fifths oh good lord three fifths it's like and he's it's, loaded up yeah
1: and you know what but I, it's
0: weird but it's weird because they also have like what is this 20 million in cap space mm-hmm.
1: and as i but as i just said you don't have to use 14 picks on Fourteen draft points. Yeah, you next could
0: uh, move
1: those. Two seconds can become another first. Mm-hmm. It can become another player that you control. It can become a lot of stuff.
0: It's a weird place for the Canadians to be in. And I think we've said this, we've been doing this for almost three years, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I don't like it. We need help. I was, uh, thinking, but like, was I thinking I thought about some specific thing tonight and I was like during deadline day and i was like oh crap we covered that then i was like no Uh, that was too long ago." (laughs) we're part
0: of the media yeah hellscape um but like we've been saying this since we started this podcast and and you could say this for three years prior to that uh the montreal canadians i don't understand how they are the way that they are and they are in montreal that montreal fans are fine with us I mean shit you put the you put this team in Toronto right now and people are flipping their shit I mean they're already flipping their shit but they're flipping their shit how is Montreal okay with this? Or are they just so far away and speaking a different language that I don't understand that I'm unaware <laughs> that they are pissed I'm off?
1: mocking you for speaking English in yeah. a different
0: language. Yeah, so then I just check out.
1: And then not hiring Gerard Gallant because while he sounds French, he doesn't speak very good French. Mm. Um, just, yeah. It's
0: weird. Uh, I don't understand how they're allowed to be mediocre. These
1: teams, Toronto included, are so up their own ass that they're not allowed to improve. Basically, mm. because every move is going to be scrutinized. So if, if uh, Bergevin had, <clears> had <throat> traded Tomas Tatar today, people would have been calling for his head because they're tired of not making the playoffs. If Dubas had traded Tyson Berry today, people would have been calling for his head because how can the Leafs be sellers after these huge contract extensions? Mm. I really genuinely believe that, like, those, I don't know that we're going to see those teams be competitive in our lifetime because the media machines devour those teams, mm-hmm. as we'll talk about in Toronto in a minute. But first, let's go ahead and go to the New Jersey or the Nashville Predators. Almost skipped one, basically could have. Corbinian Holes are not going to move the needle, neither is Needle, neither is Mika Salamaki or Laurent Dauphin, all player-for-player trades. The returns are irrelevant because you've never heard of them. Serious question, Ian, is this division afraid of us?
0: Um, Is this
1: division looking at itself and thinking, we're not great contenders right now, but we're not going to pass the Blues with one move anyway, so why bother? Because no one in our division made a move mm -hmm. of any significance. i got to
0: say, as much as we ragged on this team when they were losing and as we were right to do Uh um
1: well we got hot at at the right time (laughs) yeah
0: i was like i gotta say we we made we are built for series play we are built for when we're i'm gonna play you three four five games in a row and you are not gonna like it we're gonna figure you out and we're gonna grind you down to nothing in
1: back-to-back games too we just made two divisional opponent look like ahl teams Mm. The Stars game was a beatdown on a team that's not only arguably the best team in the division, well, not arguably, Colorado, <laughs> second best team in the division besides us, but also the team that took us to, the only team, really, that took us to the limit last year. Yeah,
0: and is there a reason that you and I were both able to kind of guess it would be a good game for us and it just happened that way? Yeah, I think I, I think that's just the way we've, as, as much as... It doesn't make sense because we, we went to we Game 7 up with them. We sucked
1: for a couple weeks. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was like, as much as it doesn't make sense because the Dallas Stars took us to Game 7, and I think they were arguably the hardest opponent the Blues played last year in the playoffs, there's still something about the Blues versus Dallas where Dallas has these really high highs and these really low lows. And St. Louis, generally speaking, the Blues are fairly consistent where it's like, you know what? I feel like Dallas sucks, mm-hmm. and then they do just suck, and the Blues can weather through that storm, and I think that makes us a very good matchup against them in the playoffs so long as you go, okay, I hope we're not getting the seven, eight, nine game win streak Dallas stars. Well,
1: the thing about it, the Dallas, too, is like the the last two playoffs that we've gone anywhere... They took us to seven games both times, and then they absolutely laid an egg in game seven. Because mm. don't let the fact that it ended 2-1 in double overtime convince you that that game seven was close last year. Mm. It was arguably less close than the 6-2 <laughs> or whatever we did in oh, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. That was so shocking at the time, you know? Mm. Like, they are they have good players, but a lot like Toronto, who we'll talk about in a minute, because folks, <laughs> it's coming. Um, <coughs> they don't, they don't, they don't have whatever the thing is that you need to get over the hump. It's not there. Mm. It's not in Tyler Sagan. It's not in Jamie Ben. See, that's and if it's I think you've them, articulated not it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that ben team Bishop has it, a fine is a core. God, in a seventh game, mm. and they've still never gotten farther than the second round. They've they've got good players in their cores. Core, but they do not have winners in their core, and I—I I know it's kind of arrogant now that the boys have finally won to be like, oh this is what it takes." Mm-hmm.
0: But this kinda, is what it takes. I was like, you kind of do realize what it is yeah. when it's your team, and you go through like the emotional and agony also, of it all.
1: We didn't have winners in our core for a long time, so we kind of get it, mm. and we had to have guys who were winners drag our non-winners to winnerdom, <laughs> You know,
0: it is kind of the weird. Like, is Jamie Ben? Ryan O'Reilly, or is Jamie Ben David Backus? Yeah. You know, where you're like, is this the actual guy that's going to help you in the cup, or is this the guy that you're like, you would wish could help mm-hmm. you in the cup? It seems a little more Backus
1: The Devils did a lot. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time here. I mean, I they had a perfect. Kind yeah. but they
0: sold. They had a perfect deadline for yeah. them. I think uh, that's exactly what you want. That's a, This is the deadline, picturesque picture. The best picture you can get for a deadline team that is going to sell.
1: I think Tom Fitzgerald made a really good case for becoming the permanent GM here Um, just by virtue of, yeah, selling confidently and selling well. Got way more than he should have for Blake Coleman. Got enough for Sammy Votnin got way more than he should have for Andy Green got anything for Wayne Simmons it's hmm. a home run to me I'm surprised he, I wish for their sake that he'd handle the Taylor <laughs> Taylor Hall negotiations yeah. which I almost called the Taylor Swift nigga. <laughs> I mean,
0: I wish she would have handled those two. That's true, yeah. Um, she
1: would never have felt, uh, what's that bastard's name? I don't remember the producer guy. Mm. Skipper Jones or something like you that. You got him.
0: I was going to say, <laughs> uh, I'm a little surprised P.K. Subban didn't get moved.
1: Yeah, I just think that contract's too much to move at the deadline, mm. probably. Probably. Uh, but, yeah, that's a little surprising. Uh, the Islanders, uh, on the other hand, paid too much to get Andy Green, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. They also ga- got uh, John Gabriel Paggio for 2021 uh, for a 2020 first-round pick, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2022 conditional third-round pick.
0: So good for uh, good for the Senators. That is a
1: huge <laughs>
0: overpay for John yeah. Gabriel Paggio, but a
1: nice... Uh, uh get for the senators your thoughts on the islanders move because you took these notes. yeah we write similarly enough that i had to really look at those and be <laughs> like did i write
0: this <laughs> i said yeah andrew green was a decent pickup for a team that loves to defend and hate scoring john gabriel Pajot is a weird pickup for a team that <laughs> loves to defend and hate scoring jgp will hopefully help the islanders and there's with their scoring woes or the Islanders could choke the offense (laughs) out of John Gabriel Peugeot, and you'll never hear from him again, because sometimes that happens. Sometimes you get to a team, you go, I will help you score, and they go, get in line, (laughs) and then you don't. Uh, Hi,
1: Matt Zuccaro. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
0: I will be on the breakaway. Oh, you can't pass it to me? Okay, no more scoring. Perhaps
1: we can find the answer to the age-old question you down with JGP, because that's what people have been asking <laughs> for all these it's, years.
0: It's a good move, and I like John Guerrero Pajot. I don't know if he's going to be a fit with the Islanders, but I'm. it's nice that they went out and made a move, because I feel like, again, they need to address their scoring issues, and hopefully he'll help.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Rangers did not end up moving Chris Kreider. We'll talk about the extension. I think it's fine. You don't know what offers they actually got versus what they wanted to get. Uh, It was pretty touch and go there at the end, but they got the extension done, and I think it's a good extension. They got a first-round pick and offset most of Kreider's salary by trading Brady Shea. Good work. Mm. Uh, A couple other minor deals, but who cares? We'll talk about the Kreider extension in a minute. The Ottawa Senators. Man, as much fun as we made of them and Pierre Dorian, he's quietly become... A fine GM. I don't know if he can build a team, but he can sure as hell tear one down. (laughs) He's
0: very good at Uh, that. He
1: probably didn't get enough for the Carlson deal. He probably didn't get enough for the Mark Stone deal. But how can you ever do that Mm. when they're, like, the most obvious rental pieces that you absolutely have to trade? Mm. Your gun's to your head. But they got way too much for JGP. Yeah, you know me. They got uh, enough for Vladislav Nemesnikov. They got uh an asset for tyler innes who was just gonna walk they maybe undersold dylan DeMello a little bit but not much people out here talking about like they got fleeced he's like Mm. a second line at best defenseman who's a rental um good for them man i i honestly think just overall good job by the uh by the uh, by the Senators. (laughs) yeah
0: i mean they did a really good job and then looking at this uh little clip you put here of all their draft picks and the upcoming next three years. Holy shit. Yeah. You
1: thought the Canadians had a lot.
0: Yeah. But between (laughs) Ottawa and the, uh, between the Senators and the Habs this year, mm-hmm. it's just going to be oh, those two The Canadians post the draft this yeah. year, so
1: no wonder they won a lot of picks. But those
0: guys will just be picking. They have nine those two picks teams. in the
1: first three rounds this year and an additional five in the first three rounds next
0: year. Holy so, crap. Um, Four in the second.
1: Wow. Yeah, when they were talking about all the, when, uh, when um, uh, Melnick talked about all those picks and prospects they had. He was wrong at the time, but he's right now, so good for him. <laughs> Flyers. Uh, speaking of stuck in perpetual mediocrity, they got Nate Thompson and Derek Grant for a fourth and a fifth round pick, which is too much to pay for Nate Thompson and Derek Grant, but it's so little to pay that who cares?
0: I They're like 20-point players. What,
1: what a Chuck Fletcher deadline. Am I right? <laughs> Just what a... Oh, uh, wow. Uh, Pittsburgh... I like what they did. Got back Connor Sheary, who was on their back-to-back cup winning teams. Uh, Gensel is not coming back. Um, what do you think of these moves
0: here? Yeah, I liked Connor Sheary coming back. <laughs> Old familiar team. Like you said, Gensel probably they hurt for the long run. Him.
1: He was a cap dump, right? Yeah, so,
0: so just bring him on back. Patrick Marlowe, I think a nice pickup for them. Maybe
1: he's their David Perron. Oh, yeah. Although David Perron was also their David Perron. So, so yeah, was. they had David Perron.
0: <laughs> Patrick Marlowe brings uh, veteran leadership that they already had so <laughs> i don't i'm not entirely sure why i guess it's another get patrick the cup at any cost come on down they found a I patrick marlowe want... picture of him with a penguin saw that like Has, w- his wife tweeted that I sweatshirt think. on yeah i
1: don't want the get patrick marlowe a cup narrative yeah. but i want it so much more than the get joe thornton i mean i'd
0: narrative. love him to win it and not joe thornton yeah. to win it yeah. that'd be hilarious. Yep. Uh, yeah then they have uh, the Jason Zucker move like we already talked about I don't know about any of these all these John Nyberg's or Philip Verones or any of them but I thought they had a, a pretty good deadline they filled needs that needed to be filled.
1: I agree. I just think it was a good move the Sherm Rodriguez ads are are good and you traded a nice piece but you didn't have space for him mm. um, yeah probably overpaid for Jason Zucker but he's controlled. Probably overpaid for Patrick Marlowe, but maybe that... Maybe the win it for Patty is the little extra incentive you give to your guys who have won a lot of Cups. And, you know, like... You never kind, yeah. kind of seriously. Maybe that... I don't think Crosby ever isn't <clears throat> determined to win, but... Gino Malkin might not, think, you know. Maybe I like that's that. the little Gino. Boost. We're gonna win it for Patrick. He's like, who? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. He wouldn't know his name I for a, a month. <laughs> the Moose got the Scandella trade. We talked about that on our last pod po- podcast. Yes. Turned into R.A. for The Amsterdam a minute Vodka. <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit, but if you want a, a real deep dive into the Scandella trade, you can go to our last podcast. Uh, a little bit of a high price for a good piece that seems to be fitting in nicely. San Jose. Man, I love to dagger the San Jose Sharks, but when you get a first-round pick for Gar- Barclay Goudreau, not Johnny Goudreau, Barclay Goudreau. Uh,
0: That's a good move. What do
1: I say? Uh, they also, Even if they gave up a... Second round pick going back the other way. That's kind of your Quim Coston move. But we don't talk about the second round pick we lost for Quim Costin, mm. do we? So, uh, a big who cares? <laughs> uh, they got Patrick Marlowe for a third, is a great uh, bet. And um, the if he wins a cup condition, which it becomes a second if the Stanley Cup goes to the Penguins, that might actually mean something this time mm-hmm. as opposed to win the you know minnesota wild included if, if we win, win the, the cup, cup uh which i always wonder like why like who's who's fooling who although may, maybe we have one of those on, i feel like we have one of those on a recent deal so maybe
0: we made a mistake. steven this is the last meeting between the blues and buffalo sabers in the regular oh, season. oh yeah john
1: john kelly really digging his heels in and that <laughs> buffalo sabers turnaround I think they got pretty good val- value for Brendan Dillon, yeah. too. Uh, they didn't end up trading Thornton. Why not? I'm not on the inside. Maybe he ultimately waffled and decided he didn't want to go anywhere. He's a big plus. Uh, <laughs> they could have gotten another third-round pick for him. He's not doing anything for them, so I still managed to dagger them. <laughs> uh, they may have the dentist, but at least I'm the assassin. Uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning... Oh, big woof. Oh, this is not good. This is a bad look for Julian Brisebois. Uh, the team didn't need to add anything. Uh, the team that didn't need to add anything gave up way too much to add things because oh, they didn't I... do anything last year. Because they w- they went out in four games last year, and it's not enough that everyone on the team currently went out in four games last year, and they already added Patrick Marlowe and a couple other players. They had to do more, so they went out and got Barcoy Goodrow for a first round pick. They got uh, Blake Coleman for another first, and Nolan Foot. They overpaid to add un- overpriced grit. And, uh, they're going to do well in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be because those guys are there and look, they've got all the players in God's green earth. They don't need to stockpile picks or prospects, but it's just one of those. Eh, they also got Zach Bogosian as a free agent for reasons. I yeah. really don't like what the uh, Lightning did this week. Do you have any thoughts to add on
0: that? No, I mean, I agree. I don't think there's anything that they did that is putting them over the top that you had your core has to be the core that wins it for you. your core needs to be the part of your team that's doing the winning and you just added to like ancillary pieces you know yeah it's like okay great and for and to for two you added non like non impact players mm-hmm. for two first round picks
1: this was like the year we were just talking about when the boys went <laughs> out and were like uh max Lapiel air for marcel gotch and Zabinic McCulloch, if he doesn't have a brain concussion, mm. and uh, Olimata, and Pieces, and like, yes, these players are better than that, but it looks a lot like you don't know what you're doing, and you don't have the balls to just say, well, we gotta, we gotta ride this team and see what they can do, because that's what you gotta do, mm. because if you go back and get bounced in the first round again, guess what? Blow it up! They're not, you know, like seriously, like yeah. if that happens, game over.
0: I think that's a smooth transition.
1: Well, that's a very, thank you, very smooth transition if I'd recognized it. But uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs absolutely failed today, Ian. Do you know why the Toronto Maple Leafs absolutely failed today? Do you know why it was so important that they do something on trade deadline day?
0: Why is that? The
2: Toronto Maple Leafs lost an to a National Hockey League game to a 42-year-old damn pony driver who works for them!
1: So, for anyone that hasn't heard, which I assume is precisely <laughs> true. God, yeah. Sorry, I'm so <laughs> we allergic. We're so fucked on all of that. <laughs> oh, We're just gonna keep rolling because okay. this tape is expensive. <laughs> But for anyone who hasn't heard, uh, yes, the Toronto Maple Leafs, as Steve Dangle says we put it, lost a game this weekend to an e-bug, an emergency backup goalie. I don't
0: like how often people are typing that. Anyways, no, continue. No, me neither.
1: But I just wanted
0: to say it because it seems to be trendy.
1: Named David Ayers, who is 42 years old, is employed by Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment and, which Steve didn't even mention in that particular clip, had a kidney transplant in 2004, uh, David Ayers is a man, much like God. our own Tyler Stewart. Is that his name? The guy who is our uh, occasional ebug slash Twitter persona. I think it's Tyler Stewart. The people sure. will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and he 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 was Rudy this weekend. He was. He was the natural. He was Rocky. He was whatever cheesy sports movie you want to use. Because when uh, James Reimer went down very early in a game, uh, he was told to get on the bench and get dressed. And then when Peter Mrazik, or maybe I'm getting the goalies reversed, one of them went out to play a puck and got severely slaughtered by Kyle Clifford. Good deadline acquisition for uh, Kyle Dubas, uh, suddenly with 35 minutes left in the game, David Ayers, a 42 year old Zamboni driver who works for the team, came in with a Canes jersey, Casimir Kaski used pads and helmet who was a Maple Leafs pads and helmets and Maple Leafs blue pants came in, let the first shot go by by Austin or by John Tavares, let the second shot go by by somebody else and then saved eight shots in the third period to help the Carolina Hurricanes get a six to three week when it's an incredible story and one that we may circle back to on our next mm-hmm. normal podcast. Cause it's worth its own discussion, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, that was their last performance before they. trail, deadline. In the biggest spotlight in the world, Hockey Night in Canada, which is as nearly as I can tell, like Sunday night football on crack, (laughs) they lay an inconceivably massive egg. And you and I talked about it's kind of overblown because the Carolina Hurricanes are a very good team and just didn't allow that many Mm -hmm. shots, and probably the ones they did allow weren't very good, but they do that and then kyle dubas does nothing nothing at all
0: to be fair (laughs) i think if they were gonna make a move for one of their big names that's like a summer move yeah. I don't think they're sure. trading like a Marner or sure. a Nielander or whatever, but. Sure.
1: But it's it's reminiscent of one of my favorite Anchorman hmm. lines, which I'll insert here.
0: Even the guy who can't think
2: says something, you guys just stand there?
1: Yes. Brick from Anchorman did something. Everybody did something. And Kyle Dubas did nothing. And I don't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You can't go trade even, even William Neelander, who is not going to be on that team in a year. Uh, you can't go trade him just to send a message if the package isn't perfect for you and you're probably right that that's a deadline move but how do you not send any message how do you do nothing to your team after you lose to a 42 year old Zamboni driver who works for you
0: I think he's riding that I think he's riding out the storm I think he knows <sighs> Caldo this knows is a big hit this is a big news hit. Did you just pick our uh, outro music there with riding the storm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People
1: find out for themselves. No, it's, no, gonna, it's gonna be death. Gonna... It's gonna be death grips. Yeah. It will be death grips. Yeah, it's gotta be. A... Anyways. I'm um, classic misdirect.
0: Yep. But yeah, I I understand it. I understand why people would think there need to be moves, but I also understand that it's gotta be the opposite, and they just have to ride out this nasty ass storm. Having said that, after they ride out this storm and the water settle you should then realize that your team's no good <laughs> like i mean you you let the waters calm you look at everybody go oh okay the team's not very good because yeah. just like dallas this is a like young dallas team sagan's a little bit older ben's a little bit older this is them 10 years ago or whatever but currently the same where it's like look this core i don't think it's got it i don't think they got it and not you supplement them. You move a couple of these pieces around. You keep Austin Matthews, great player, still having a like stupendous season amongst the shitty season the Maple Leafs are having. You hold on to that guy. But you get rid of some of these other dudes and you bring in people that are like willing to work because I think that's their biggest problem. They have dudes there that are not working like at all. That are not working with like are not working as a team and they are not working like as an individual. They are not working for that team. Mm-hmm. And it goes beyond whether or not there's like pride for Toronto or the Maple Leafs or any of that crap. It's like pride as just a player. Cause know what we had players that also didn't fucking work on the St. Louis Blues and we had them for too long and then we fucking got rid of them.
1: The Maple Leafs make the audacious mistake of thinking that because they're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Every single player that plays for them will fall over themselves to bring that team a Stanley Cup,
0: which I don't understand because the they same haven't re-
1: done it. Yeah, the same <laughs> reason
0: that you're like, oh, that you want to bring Toronto a Stanley Cup. Yeah, but it's not fucking happened in yeah. fifty plus years. So why, like, you're bad. The history of your team is bad. Yeah, you're and a not, bad team. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Maple Leafs aren't
1: the Blues. They haven't spent most of that 53 years, 52 for the mm-hmm. Blues. It's basically the same timeline because they won the year before we started, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't spent most of that period as a really good team that just couldn't quite get over the hump. When you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and you think of the self-image that the Maple Leafs have of themselves, and then you look at the best players in franchise history, it is (laughs) earth-shattering how irrelevant they have been since the players that the Tragically Hip sang about in the 90s who were old and dead (laughs) then— Right? I, I, could, I could rant forever on the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they're never going to realize, what I, the media, the fans, I, I, I think, I love Steve Dangle, I adore Steve Dangle, but that, them too, they're never going to realize that they're the problem. They're never going to realize that the fact that Fire Dubas trended across Canada after I don't even know if it was after the six three loss. It might have been after the loss to the Penguins earlier in the mm-hmm. week. The fa- that sort of thing is that's why you're not winning a cup. You know, it just is. It's it's a part of why. It's part of why. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the 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 argument that these guys need to experience disappointment to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's over. They they
0: dumb lost. Twice yeah, it's like in the first they've been trend. super disappointed already. You, That's all they've been.
1: You Hattori Hanzo Nazim Kadri out of there to teach him a lesson about taking stupid penalties, which maybe is fine, but the rest of the team is barely gonna make the playoffs, and if they squeak in, they're we're go- they're gonna be slaughtered. They're going to be slaughtered by the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: <laughs> this yeah. reminds me of like trading, the Nazem Kadri trade reminds me of trading T.J. Oshie and going, Fixed it! We did it! The, we the fixed it! The worst
1: thing that could happen to the Ta- Toronto, Light- Toronto Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs this year, is playing anyone but the Boston Bruins in the first round. Because at least if it's the Bruins, those players have to have enough self-respect to say, We fucking hate these guys. We're going to lay it all on the line. If they if they play the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are determined to prove that last year was a fluke, they're going to get dirt rooted. And then...
0: And then is that an excuse? They're like, well, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're just so probably damn good.
1: It's... Oh, it's a, it's a disaster. I don't want to linger here any longer. We've talked too long about them. We'll probably dig into them deeper as we get towards the playoffs. Vancouver Canucks. You got Tyler Toffoli.
0: I mean, he fills in the spot that Brock Besser no longer is in because he's injured.
1: But you were barely good enough to be a playoff contender when Brock Besser was healthy. Tyler Toffoli isn't quite Brock Besser.
0: What I don't get is I've <laughs> heard people on other podcasts, much you know, much more much professional better, much podcasts. Podcast. Yeah, people with much more in the know that tell me, you know, the Canucks look like the real deal and I go, I in in what division are we looking? Like I get the Pacific is weak. But Vegas rips through the Canucks. The Oilers ripped through the Canucks. Shit, I think possibly like the uh, Arizona Coyotes have a good chance at like containing them. Yeah. I they look they look fun and they look great on paper. Mm-hmm. But when I watch them play, I go, "That is not a team that is going deep. That's a team." And if they make the playoffs, good for them because they haven't been in a while. And I know they haven't even won a round in a really long time. I think since like twenty twelve or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me you had to do more than this if you wanted to compete with the two heavyweights i think which is uh the vegas golden knights and the edmonton oilers
1: there's a stat for games stolen by a goalie Mm -hmm. jacob markstrom had eight Mm -hmm. he leads the league (coughs) it's not this simple but if you remove those 16 points they go from third in the pacific with 72 points Two. I'm bad at math. 72 minus 16 would be 56. 56 points, which ties them with San Jose and puts them distantly behind Chicago. Jacob Markstrom's what makes them look good, not anybody else. And now he's hurt. <laughs> Congratulations. But they got. You know, we talked. <laughs> ta- they got Louis I- Domingue. I talked on Twitter about some people with some people about potentially trading Jake Allen. We'll discuss it real briefly before we get out of here. But we, they, some people talked about the contingency plan of keeping Jake Allen instead of if Jordan Bennington gets hurt. There's no point to doing that. If you have to ride your backup goalie, ain't going to happen. But there's more of a point with Jake Allen replacing Jordan Bennington than with Louis or Thatcher Demko replacing Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom might win the Vespa trophy <laughs> and this is a disaster for them for if he's hurt I mean that's the, that's it and then you trade a lot for Tyler Javoli and you get nothing
0: yeah that's you lose <laughs> they're a sinking ship in the last 20 games of this season I do yep. feel bad for them
1: Vegas Golden Knights are a team that does stuff we already discussed that hey hey <coughs> ho ho they got Robin Lanier to go. At the deadline, to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you didn't want Malcolm Sue, but you already have Marc Andre Fleury. He's not been great this year, but are you really going to nut up and say, hey, Fleury, ride the pine? Because if you are, actual congratulations. Good for you. Yeah, you if might need to do that. If you're going to have an honest-to-God goalie competition over the last 20 games and say, whichever one of you better gets the playoffs, honest-to-God, great. That's really cool. It, it may blow up in your face. It probably will. But you tried some shit. <laughs> and <laughs> That's it all Vegas wants expensive. to do. But if you're just getting him because you didn't trust Subban and you wanted a better backup... Uh they a got, big price. They big got price Nick to Cousins, up. Martin Decker, kai <laughs> Yep, <They> yep, yep, <laughs> 100%. Cody Eakin and got Alec Martinez. What are your thoughts?
0: I mean, again, a team that I think was already very strong, just kind of adding small pieces around, are already really strong core. So I'm, I'm fine with what they did. I think they... It does like you were saying, these teams, them and the uh Carolina Hurricanes do remind me and you of each other because it's like that's good. You got all these little pieces on the outside, but it's your core that's making you win and none of these pieces really <laughs> and your
1: core's not gonna make you win.
0: Well, I mean like that's not like helping you yeah. very much and you did give up quite a bit. They like, were two second round picks and then another second round pick from this year and I know they had a lot of picks anyways. They were to Toss around but
1: a bullshit major call away from at least a second round berth and let's be honest probably at least a third round berth and quite possibly a Stanley Cup berth. I'm mm-hmm. not sure we beat the Vegas Golden Knights as we certainly don't beat them as easily as we beat the Sharks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So why are you panicking guys? Calm down a little bit. It's going to be okay. They're they're so young. Uh, Yeah, they are in their pubescent years of teamship now. Uh, The Washington Capitals got Christian Juice. They got Oya Kovalchuk. They got Brendan Dillon. I think the Kovalchuk addition is really nice. Uh, Apparently he's a locker room cancer, some people say. No one cares. How's he going to affect that locker room? Are you going to tell Alex Ovechkin to shove it? I don't think so. That ho- Locker room's half Russian anyway. Maybe that's why it's a Actually, that
0: feels like something you like Kovalchuk <laughs> <laughs> would, That's true. That's true. Uh, well,
1: hopefully Evgeny Kuznetsov has plenty of nose candy to keep uh, Kovalchuk. Yeah, he does. I su- <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Dylan helps the back line, the blue line, a little bit. I'm not sure he won't be overexposed if they plan to pay- pair him with Carlson, but Carlson will obviously put up the offense. There is dangerous. As anyone, didn't give up too much. Go Brian McClellan. I'll tell you what, though. Capitals aren't as dangerous as anyone because their gold is a real disaster right now. Mm-hmm. Braden Holpe has been real bad all year, and Ilya Samsonov suddenly pretty bad. So they need to figure that out. But they weren't going to do that at the deadline, so you do the best with what you have. Winnipeg Jets got Dylan DeMello. That's cool. They got Cody Eakin. That's cool. They didn't move the needle at all. I know people like Dylan DeMello. That's great. It's kind of, I, sometimes I am a hundred percent on boards with the stats community. <laughs> sometimes they get a little up their own ass about, but this player's statistically great. And it's like, that's fine. He's still an 18 minute a night second pair defenseman. Mm. That doesn't move. They the like needle much. hyper
0: focus way yeah. too much. <laughs> like
1: his course he is great. Terrific. He plays less than a third of the game. Um, I think he's fine. And that's all that to say, he probably is fine. He's probably very good. I'm going to get him to the third round. Um, but in any case. There were some extensions. Pavel Frankuz earlier this week signed a two-year, $2 million extension. He's been phenomenal in his rookie year with the Avalanche, and I think he could have gotten more on the open market, but he didn't get on the open market. He got $4 million here, and hey, I haven't signed a contract for $4 million in the last week, so who not am I yet. to criticize? That's right. Dream, Reach for the sky. Martin Furk, the fastest gun in the Pacific, gets a two-year entry-level contract basically. I mean, that's not what it actually is because he's like a 27-year-old player, but good for him. Uh, It's money. I I also haven't signed a $1.5 million contract in the last week. Not yet. Uh, Chris Kreider, the big trade chip becomes the big stay chip with the Rangers and Kreider inking a seven-year $6.5 million extension. This strikes me on paper as an amazing deal, although Kreider's speed might not hold up for the final few years of that contract, but I don't think the Rangers are that far from being at least sort of competitive Mm -hmm. in the Metro Division. So... I don't, just, yeah, unless, I if you're going to, if you're going to get a haul for Chris Kreider, if you're going to get the first round pick in Jordan Cairo, that kind of equivalent deal, and Byram in a first round pick, whatever, then you do it. But if you can extend him at that reasonable price and then trade Brady Shea for a first round pick and basically offset the contract,
0: great mm. job, I say. And you need, you need a... Uh old veterans be on that team when your young team's coming up. And again, this looks very, this is extremely reminiscent, almost exactly so, of the Braden Shen deal. And I, I mean, I like, I really like Kreider for that money. Yeah,
1: that's great. Uh, Rocco Grimaldi got a two-year, two-million-dollar deal. Okay.
0: Rocco Grimaldi, was he not part of, like, an old comedy <laughs> duo.
1: <laughs> Predators are obsessed with extending nobodies. I mean, maybe this is how people feel when they read that we gave Ivan Barbashev a two-year contract. Mm. They probably do. But Rocco Grimaldi, may, maybe it's just his name, but he's a nobody. John Gabriel Pajot. Well, you understand why they paid that price for him, I guess. With a oh crap, I forgot, to, <laughs> I forgot to write the deal. But what was it? Six years, five million. I think. Yeah. Um, I, at first, I was like, that's very good. Then I heard your points about he's not going to be able to score with the Islanders. And I thought, I'm not sure that's very good. <laughs> where, where do you stand on this side?
0: I mean, if it's $5 million for the next six years, that, I think that'll age well. I don't know We're if he'll paying, age well, though. That's true.
1: We're paying Tyler Bozak five million a year, and I would rather have John
0: Gabriel. Yeah, there you go. So, and There's I, your measuring.
1: And trick. I don't hate Tyler billions Bozak's contracts. So. <laughs> Tyler billions Bozak, <laughs> as we like to call <laughs> no, him. Nice. So I guess by that metric, it's fine. Uh, but I don't know if it's the steel that I thought it was at first. And then the Jake Muzzin, uh, well, Nick Holden got a two-year contract extension. We don't even know the, the terms yet. But Jake Muzzin, we've been knowing this was coming, but he got a four-year, $5.625 million contract. And because, in honor of the Maple Leafs making everything about them, let's make this about us. Let's talk about Alex Petrangelo, Oh, Ian. boy. Uh, I
0: don't want to. I only want to talk Alex Petrangelo when he's making plays or he's signing. Nora and extensions i don't know it's probably
1: not gonna be but there's a
0: press conference is it just Bo meister that's so mean to me it's the Bo. it's the jbo meister talk be, that's very good
1: that's great but what if it was both <laughs>
0: <laughs> one's out the door one's coming back J-Bow in Bo the Mystery door is the coach <laughs>
1: petrangelo's staying forever it'd be the most feel-good press conference ever um i do want to talk about this for uh, petrangelo vis-a-vis the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're projected to have (laughs) $4.47 million in cap space next year now that they've re-signed Muzzin. Obviously, they can trade William Nylander, but that's not a team that's planning for Alex Petrangelo to sign with them for $10 million this summer. They can't afford that, even if they move William Nylander. They can't afford another make-it super duper huge contract. So... To me, I, this calmed me a lot because I cannot see Alex Petrangelo signing with the Dallas Stars. To me, the only... the
0: <laughs> I'm like seeing it happen <laughs> in my head yeah, as you're saying. Yep, yeah, I just made it happen. But
1: to me, the only narrative about him leaving that makes sense, as much as I hate to admit it, is, hey, the Maple Leafs want to pay to make me... The, this year's John Tavares, yeah. you know, and they've been talking about it forever, but they're not preparing for that.
0: I got to tell you, Alex, you're not going to be the one to correct that team.
1: Nope. Stay here. You could win more cups here or, or you're just the franchise. Even if you don't win another cup, you get the statue, you get the thing in the rafters, the numbers, That the what number what is it at, yeah. uh, and just do it. Um, let's talk about the blues before we get out of here. Uh, then we can do anything else you want to talk about. Uh, did Army do the right thing by staying put? Pretty I much, th- as I a think deadline? so. It like, was was kind of saying staying put. Obviously, they made the scandal move, but they didn't add to it today. Yeah,
0: like I'm always a little disappointed when there's no moves on the deadline for the Blues because you just like to see something for your team. But also, it made no sense. We're performing well. We. Again, as much as everyone talked about, and we saw it all over Twitter, oh, we need to you know, keep our window open. We really got to make those trades. Gotta, you know We've got a small window, and yada, yada. We, our window's open with this team as is. There didn't need to be anything you had to do. In fact, the window's wider and wider. The more these young kids play, and the better you see them get. We've it's have got Robert just Thomas, huge,
1: Jordan huge Cairo, window. Vince Dunn, Colton Pareko. That window ain't closing
0: anytime. That's what I mean. What did we? What did we need out of all of those players that got moved around today? That was going to like supplement this team that like made sense and yeah. also knocked a player out of the lineup because
1: Chris Kreider didn't get moved. <coughs>
0: yeah, Chris
1: Kreider is obviously an improvement on almost any forward you have right now. Hmm. But like you were about to say, and I didn't mean to cut <laughs> you off, you got to bench somebody.
0: Yeah, someone's got to move off this lineup, and you can say. Oh, uh, when Bozak comes back, and then McEchron's already sitting down. I guess it's Sammy Blay or whatever. And it's like, okay, but you don't have but, to do that. But
1: Blay was a huge yeah. contributor for us.
0: Here's the thing: he was
1: a huge contributor in the. And playoffs. I've
0: seen people talk about too, like when Bozak comes back and Terencing goes back. Like that's gonna hap- that's the other thing. You let's say they make this magic money work, and you get Cryer or somebody else, and then Bozak's healthy again, and then Tarasink goes healthy again. That's two people down. And again, you could say, oh, it's Kyra, oh, it's Blay." But you want to have these guys that you can easily rotate in and out, you know, one guy here, one guy there. And I feel like you're doing the opposite if you have all of them sit. It's like a crowded, well, I forget, I was going to say crowded bench, but like a crowded, like, box. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, who are you playing, who are you not playing? You don't, you don't need that. I was super happy to see no moves because it made me feel better that Doug Armstrong is, like, confident in these kids. He's like, you know what, we're just going to run with them. And, again, sort of like how we were talking about Patrick Marleau, maybe it gives the um, the Penguins that extra boost. They're like, hey, win it for Patrick. You know, you've already won two Cups recently. <coughs> win it for Patrick now. Maybe this is like a, hey, you guys just won the Cup, but, shit, Jordan Kierer didn't really win the Cup, and, shit, Robert Thomas, you're, like, playing better than ever. You won the Cup, but maybe you could, like,
1: but he didn't get to play yeah. the cup final.
0: That's what I mean. Maybe you, he helped us. We Don't won help. the
1: cup yeah. without Robert Thomas in the cup final. This team's never losing again.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like he was a big, he was a driver on that team, but he wasn't like the driver. These guys could actually propel this team forward if they wanted to, if they have the the willpower. I've got to it. Uh, if they have the, you know, if they've got the the energy and everything, and I think they do because they're young and they're hungry. And so Younger, hold on to those players. Don't. They don't bench a young hungry, hungry player. Hungry, hungry is <laughs> God damn it. he's hungry. Goddamn, he's hungry. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the point? I, I will, I will have a fit if I see someone start talking about we need to bench these young guys because they gotta learn. They gotta learn and they gotta be hungry. They are fucking hungry. You see it right now. Jordan Kyrie, how much just hungry are they the gotta last fucking be? Two weeks,
1: telling Doug Armstrong. <laughs> Fuck you! Don't even consider trading me mm. at the deadline.
0: How hungry do you got? And listen, me? here's
1: the th- listen. I owe the biggest mea culpa in the world to Craig Berube, because I thought good coach won us the cup, sucks with young players, and he benched Jordan and Cairo and he had that conversation with him on February tenth, and he's been a different friggin' player just night and day since then. And so that's on me for not thinking he knew how to handle young players. Apparently, he's just God. (coughs) But, you know, I mean, Jordan Cairo in the last five games has been as good as anybody in this lineup. And so I already don't know like you were talking about, who you're sitting when Vladimir Tarasenko comes back. And he's free. <laughs> yeah. So why are you going to, you know, yes, Chris Carter improves your team on paper, but you don't know how he fits into the locker room, which is tight as hell right now.
0: Yeah, I was like, you just don't fuck with if, like what's already working. If we
1: hadn't turned around and just flipped on the light switch in the last four games, really five because we were pretty good against... Um, The Predators Predators and everything. Yeah. Totally different discussion. But we look as lethal as we ever have in the last two years in our last four games. And it wasn't against crap opponents other than the Devils, it was all against playoff or fringe playoff teams. And we lit it up. Mm -hmm. So, what are you going to add? And again, Kreider didn't get moved. So maybe he was trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But why are you why are you gonna go add Vlad Isnikov, who is not a guaranteed improvement on Sammy Blay, you know, or whoever? To me, it's 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 brilliant for him. To me, Doug Armstrong has had the balls to do the right thing at every deadline, and that includes the Ryan Miller trade. Because mm-hmm. honestly, we can say it now; it looks terrible in hindsight. But that was pretty obvious at the time, and he got it done. And also, didn't hurt us in the slightest. Mm. When you look back at what we actually gave up, hasn't hurt at all. You know? This was the year where it's just, we're on fire. We're as good as any team in this this league mm-hmm. come come at the throne and you better not miss and that's kind of the message he sent to his players and jordan Cairo is the forward you get at the deadline because he's breaking out right now and tarasenko will be you know as much as we mocked it every other year getting him back will be like mm-hmm. making a trade so i'm all for it i'm guessing bozak and boys injuries are minor if you're not gonna you know get anybody to replace them but maybe not because then you got more playing time for army and, or for uh, thomas and Cairo. i want to address one thing because i said it on twitter last night i went rogue i didn't get your permission i'm very sorry oh boy but i talked about how doug armstrong should shop jake allen at the deadline because a lot of teams look like they should be desperate for goaltending I just want to say that knowing what we know now, I'm glad Jake Allen's still here Mm. because Robin Lane here got a second-round pick. I don't want to trade Jake Allen for a fifth-round pick just to have him gone, although we will have to do that after the year, and that's a different discussion if we want to extend Petrangelo. But I'm glad he's here now because Colorado didn't get desperate and go out and overpay for a goalie, and neither did the Hurricanes, and neither did the Canucks. Mm-hmm. you know so good so i'm glad he's still here it's not i I know you can't say anything about jake allen without some people thinking you just blindly hate jake allen but i don't blindly hate jake allen armstrong has a presser at 10 30 in the morning probably jay Easter you're probably right mm-hmm. we he said seven to ten days seven or ten days ago uh god i would I just like the the petrangelo extension happens and i'm golden forever I'm in forever, baby. I got no more questions. It's not happening. I'm just riding the train as long as the train will go. But to me, the Blues have two goals right now. On the ice, you're going to try and win the Stanley Cup again, which is real fun to say. And off the ice, you got to either re-sign Petro or prepare for life without him. I hope it's the former, but whatever it is, that's on them maybe we'll know more tomorrow probably you're probably right we probably won't mm-hmm. but uh either way i'm all in on this team they're great so what more do you want to do what more do you want to say anything
0: that's it you know okay <laughs> i feel like i feel like we got what 20 games left you'll be gone in jayville Jtown.
1: oh J vegas yeah
0: last like four or five games saxonville well, maybe not even really. We'll be four or five games. <laughs> <Like> that <two.
1: laughs> Four or five games
0: that we'll have to talk about when we come yeah. back or so.
1: We're probably just going to go till next Thursday, I guess, yeah. without an episode. But this one's a long one. It'll tide you cretins over. <laughs> we'll be on Twitter.
0: But yeah, but after that, I mean, we're in the final 20 game stretch. At that point, we'll be in like the 15, 14 range. I
1: should mention we got an amazing question from a Twitter user. I'll look up his name right now to give him a shout out. Um, Scott Brunkhorst. Awesome question about the David Ayres situation. We'll talk about that next episode. Um I'm sorry it's not sooner, Scott, but this episode is already crazy. Mm. So yeah, I think that's good. Anything else you wanna say?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: We will close with this tweet from Alice Moran, which is the tweet of the week, the tweet of the decade, the tweet of the century perhaps. Uh, pierre lebrun lebrun tweeted "Hurricanes still chasing a d and would prefer not to get go the rental route and alice moran retweeted it and simply added dating in your 30s so
0: for everyone i'm always chasing that d (laughs)
1: fantastic fantastic tweet by alice moran uh we didn't do winners and losers so let's do that real quick to close
0: off the top of my head let's see oh boy start with
1: losers start with them oh losers
0: so like arizona lost toronto lost um, I don't want to say Tampa Bay lost but they were weird um, <laughs> I would
1: say they lost but yeah I agree <coughs>
0: yeah I think uh, I think Vancouver lost quite honestly
1: to me the losers are the entire central division yeah maybe the entire maybe the entire Western Conference the blues might not repeat as Western Conference champions I would probably still take the field but I wouldn't do it by much mm-hmm I, I really think right now the way we're playing, and maybe it turns off like it just turned on, but I think we are head and shoulders above anyone else in this division. Mm. And I didn't think that I thought the Avalanche were a frightening, frightening yeah, team I for they'd a run while. Away with but that. they've kind of cooled down. They've got some major injuries. We're getting healthy at the right time, or appear to be. I agree with all your other losers. How about your winners?
0: Mm, New Jersey's a winner. Ottawa's a winner. I think. The Penguins are winners. I'd say uh, Capitals like soft soft winners Edmonton's a big one Edmonton's a winner. I think they're Detroit's huge. a winner.
1: I think Edmonton Just gave a model trade deadline mm-hmm. for teams in their situation, you know Yeah, I think that's you perfect mortgage the future You held on to all of your really valuable assets.
0: You needed scoring depth and you got you it got
1: one piece That's gonna help you for the long term you got a lot of pieces that could push you over the hump into a playoff team, and in the Pacific Division, who knows? Hmm. Oh, that's enough. You know? I think that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah, they were in, already a pretty good
0: favorite. If and... you're
1: in, you can very easily lose to us in the Western Conference <laughs> Final. Uh, but yeah, God, I just I don't want to see
0: a hot McDavid in the Western oh, Conference Final. I don't, but I kind of do. Uh, we it. Yeah, very much. Uh,
1: so yeah, it was a fun deadline. Lot, very fun, by the way. There's a uh, athletic article called. Uh, by James Myrtle called this may very well be the last stand for the Maple Leafs core. He's correct, but also (laughs) the picture that's attached proves that Kyle Dubas is one of those people who should not not wear glasses. Oh no,
0: are his eyes real tiny? Yeah, he's got a weird face.
1: It's a weird rag face, but it's a weird
0: face. Put the glasses back on, Kyle. Put them back on, Kyle. We
1: need those bug eyes. So uh, we're bugging out of here. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for hanging out, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, If you have anything you'd like to say or do in the city of Jacksonville, you've got about five hours to join my carpool, so let's do it. And I'll talk to you all, we'll talk to
0: you all next week. Safe travels. What's up, everything? That's right, it's a bonus episode, so I'm... That's right, me. and Peters, it's me time. It's all about me. Steven's also here, but it's mostly me. I'm doing the introduction. Where did Chris Kreider end up? Are the Buffalo Sabres buyers or sellers? What would it take? Damn. <laughs> what would it take? What would it take? <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, shit.
2: <laughs>